Welcome to another episode of the What Did He Said podcast. I am your host, Chingo Blingo with the Big Tamarindo. And today's episode is brought to you by TheCancunLife.com. Snapbacks, novelty shit, you know, the tamales, season sweaters, all that. And we were running the Black Friday sale and uh, Cyber Monday. So if you missed that, stay tuned. Just keep it locked to my social media. Uh, on my Instagram, real chingo blink. Today we have my homeboy Doman. He's a rapper. He's Mexican American, uh, but but you know his style isn't you know super over the top raza. You know he sprinkles in some of that, but you know his sound is different. You know it's a different generation. So shout out to Doman. He's got a, a, a handful of mixtapes that are burning up the SoundCloud, burning up the streets. The mixtapes. He's repping the underground and he just dropped a new project. It's called From My Soul to Yours. Follow him on Instagram and get that link. It's Doman, D O E M A N X Dyna, D Y N A. All right, let's get it. El podcast más chingón. Puras entrevistas machine. Trying to see the better day, get to pray whatever way. Got power like a heavyweight. Never had my stress, and I murder shit that I meditate. Mikey told me, kill him, I'ma kill him. Yeah, you know what? We might have to get the. Everybody's listening, man. I'm gonna have to get these mic stands because. <laughs> okay, you were, you were messing with your glasses. I think that's what it was. Yo, that was a noise. Was no, that noise? like just like the hand on the mic. I apologize. Look, we gonna get our shit together. This is the motherfucking Chingo <laughs> Bling. What did he say? Podcast. <laughs> We got Doe Man representing. What's going down? Representing that Dinah. Yeah, Dinah. What, what does that start? What does that stand for? D Y N A. Deprive young now ambitious. It used to it used to stand for definition of a young ambition, but then we took that word out and we just switched it up. That's what it started as in high school, and then yeah, I yeah. changed it up as I got older. What what high school did you go to? Chavez. Oh, okay, okay. I cool. to say, where'd you go? Man, I went out of state. Oh yeah, yeah. You told my me high school was New Jersey, bro. Yeah, that was a lot like a. It was like a. Was it yeah, a? Yeah, it was it's super prep, man. Prep. That's super loud, yeah. bro. But I'm from right there. I, I was zoned to Milby, so I was supposed to go to Milby. For real? Yeah. Man, both my parents graduated from Milby on some shit. Yeah, both my, my sisters, uh, a lot of people, in my family. Also, shout out to Austin High School. Austin, um, yeah, Austin. Oh yeah, that was Milby's. Um, that was rival. Milby's. Yeah, they don't like each other. Cause they from uh that's what that's second ward Austin second ward yeah it'll be more like in Grand Ole. oh is that what it Mike. was no no you move the mic huh <laughs> but yeah you gotta be real gentle with it okay, yeah. everybody listen listen all right we're gonna keep it 100 authentic I need to uh set up these mic stands but I, I like this handheld feel you know what I mean yeah because nah, yeah, we're ra- yeah, you know I we're like rappers too. too yeah I like it too no but that's good like that like I got a problem with nice I got a problem clear. with um holding mics too. well not because it's the way I hold when I perform mm-hmm. I usually grab the shit out of it you know what I'm saying and I be and they always say that it fucks whatever whatever the I guess the reception of it I don't know oh yeah because so you went like you were holding it almost like battle style yeah like this type shit you know what I'm saying I don't hold it it's all you, you ever know. used to battle i battled in high school but nothing like serious though like i mean it's just like me me after third period yeah yeah like now my brother my brother would um he would uh 
bet twenty dollars on anybody I'll battle for twenty dollars. So every and I wouldn't get paid shit, and he would take all the money. What the fuck, Don King? <laughs> yeah, he a doggy. But but we used to man. But on, until the last, I think the last time I battled, I battled this dude from Overbrook. I think he still be rapping now, but it was he was older than me. I was like a freshman, he was a senior, and. Um, you know, Overbrook is it's right there by Hartman Middle School where Hartman is, and mm -hmm. uh, I battled him, and I had all my people with me. It was actually a good battle, but I had all my people with me, so you know, they oh, that's all it's about, the oohs and ahs. <laughs> and we about to, they thought we were starting a fight, and nobody, but nobody wanted to pay. I was like, I ain't lose, you lost. We were about to fight, so after that, we just got kind of chilled on the battle rap. The the, the judges, y'all need yeah, some, yeah, we needed judges because everybody was like, man, it's about to be a big fight. But after that, nah, I never, I used to like it though. I used to like like the murder but, moves and shit like that. Yeah, but now it's it's business though. Sometimes yeah. it's like, how do you? I don't understand. I know there's probably a lot of money in it to yeah. those that are up Deep, there contenders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not in just or just in terms of it being organized because it's more of like a live event. It's like yeah. boxing in a way. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I I, I got well one. There's one dude that he's from Third Ward. He's from out here, and he be battling. He's probably one of the big. He's probably he's the biggest I think in Houston. His name is Scotty, mm -hmm. but man, that dude he could really rap. But in the battle rap, he just he's just a real. Yeah, he's like great at that shit. Like, cause you gotta come. They remember these verses. I'm like, oh, it takes me forever to remember my shit. Like most people, most artists, I think can remember their verses and like, oh, the next like I can't do a song and do it the show with it the next week. Nah, no, no, that was always tricky. That, I, I did that a couple times and then I just learned. Like I learned to like nah don't don't do that. like chill out yeah like you're excited you like it but guess what like I I used to do so many shows that I got experience and I learned like um it, you just learn like that's not that's gonna be the weakest part of your whole set yeah that little new shit you wanted to do yeah yeah that's why y'all ready for this? man hey check this out San Antonio yeah man we just did this whole last night. <laughs> And then they feel like it's a treat, but then they don't know it. So it's yeah, so like they're like looking down. at you and shit. Oh man, we and do. then that one little bit of doubt that you have in your mind—it's almost the like they sense it. Yeah, so almost they're like, like uh, you're not even sure if this the one no more. Man, I, I don't. Man, I, 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 it take me forever to put back my, my DJ Mike. Mike C got to be. He's like, no, we let's do this song. Let's do this song. So I always tell him, and he always says, I don't know why he said every show. Send me a list. Bro, I'm like, bro, just put the best songs that we got on that hoe. We gonna perform the ones I remember, cause there's ones that I just, man, I remember one time, I think it was at South by Southwest, and I had like this fucking breakdown. We're performing "Fuck with Me Now," and right before, bro, I forgot how the first, cause it's always the first line. If I can remember the first line, I can remember the rest of the song. And I was like, how fuck? And I'm asking everybody, and I'm going, around oh like, man, and everybody's like, I don't know, you know, they're like, I don't, well, what you, and I'm. Shut the fuck out! And I'm getting, I'm getting my phone. Oh my god, bro! While you're on stage, you get the no, phone. Like, why, like, why don't I, I'm looking back and I'm asking them, but of course they don't hear you, so they're looking at you like. In the moment, is and loud. I'm all getting pissed off. Like, what the fuck is the Bitch, why don't you know my lyrics? <laughs> yeah, why don't you know my lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> bro? I was, uh, bro, man, I fucking forgot the first line, bro. After that, I was like, hold on, cut that shit. But I mean, that's one thing I think I learned from doing shows too, and I actually got it from with this dude named Bouncer Belly from San Antonio. I seen him mess up. It was a DJ. I don't know who messed up. One of them messed up, but um, he just like told him like, "Fuck that shit. Bring it right back." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, till we go, we gonna get this shit right. But he made it look live. So that's one thing. If I mess up on shows and I still like, you have right. to roll with it. Yeah, all the time. So all the time. So it flows and it feels natural. It's not so time. like forced. Yeah, yeah. improvise a little bit. Yeah. Right? 
Have you ever, man, I never, man, we're looking for, we want to go on a tour though, like a big tour, like nationwide tour. We never done a nationwide tour. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who, I don't know where, who we will go with, but I would like to be on like a, a crit show. Or, have you heard of Dizzy Wright? Have you heard of Dizzy Wright? Yeah. Uh, our Dizzy Wright show. We did a Texas tour with him through Scoremore. Mm -hmm. Man, we picked up like a lot because a lot of his fan base is like my fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, they have like, he has a lot of Latino fan bases. Mm -hmm. That's what I really noticed about like the more lyrical dudes, like the more conscious rap dudes, they have real Latino fan base. I, honestly, bro, a lot of rappers have a huge Latin fan base. I don't yeah. care. I mean, <clears throat> that is even true. if you start with like, with like Trey and Slim Thug or um, yeah. all these folks. I mean, even back in the day, Big Mo. Yeah. I mean, we're we're Houstonians, we're Texans, and um, we have our taste and we know what jams. Yeah. So you like, I would see it all the time. Like when I'd go to other people's shows, it'd be like, oh, a lot of these folks are my fans too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's interesting, man. Like I, we used to say all the time back, in, you know, in the game, like um, a lot of cats couldn't have gone ghetto gold or ghetto platinum without yeah. Latino. Like without like your all your raza in San Marcos and Dallas yeah. and um Goddamn. I mean Laredo, all these places. If you're going to Laredo, it's nothing but Mexican. Yeah, that's all it is. I love Laredo too. Shout out Laredo. Yeah, so if, if you have like um a Wiz Khalifa concert in Laredo. You don't think it's gonna be 99.9% yeah. Mexican? Mexicans. I don't give a fuck Laredo. who performs in Laredo. It's yeah. gonna be all, the valley. You'd hear it all the time when we'd go down there and be like on the radio. Um, I know they love you. They got to love you in the valley. Well, I put in a lot of work. Yeah. See, I never put in work in the valley. We've been down there, but we never, like, just killed, tried to kill it out there. We need to, though. For real, for real. But, damn, that's just crazy. Well, yeah, man. just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know, just go out there. Internet, like, making sure people can, can find you and, and it's going to spread. Keep making good music. Yeah. People start telling other people and start sharing it. We just, um... We just put out an album too. We just the album I think I sent you. I sent it to you. It was last Wednesday, I think. Or it was the last Wednesday. Man, we've been getting a hell of a response on nice. that one. Like that dude Shay, you know who Shay Serrano is? The Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's wild about him. He was a he was a teacher at my middle school. Uh, okay. So man, I always felt like he had beef with me too, cause he always would like, cause I played basketball, football, everything. He'd be man telling to try to tell his whatever who he was coaching to come get. I was dogging all his people. And I saw him, I think, when I was 18, and I was boxing still. I was still boxing. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him at a Warehouse Live show. I don't forget. I think it was D-Lo's show. DeLorean. I don't know if you know DeLorean is. He's a, uh, uh, I've heard of D-Lo. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. He's a super. He's dope, too. But it was at his show, and I'm walking by, and I was like, oh, shit, what's up? I didn't know he was a writer or none of that. I just mm -hmm. thought, oh, what's up? This is Ron. I'm talking to him. So what are you doing now? I thought you was boxing. I said, yeah, I rap now. I mean, I, be, I had already been rapping, but I was like, man, yeah. I'm... I box with these words now. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I told him that. And he was just like, oh, man. And he's like a super, like, you got to like. He's a, he, he was like, man, it's lyrical archery going down. Yeah, right he got a dry, he has a dry, like, personality. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's why he That's why he has so many fucking, like, his fans love him because he's a dickhead to them. Like, oh, okay. like he, they be like. They man like um, whatever, and he just writes some sarcastic shit back. But they love that shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I, I never met him. But, yeah, uh, but I think I if think, y'all met, that would be a funny. I think, I'll, like, I'll pay to see that conversation. I think, I think he posted something like about one of my little silly songs. Something yeah. like, like I don't know what it was, and I can't remember. Like a little gif or or hotline bling yeah. something. But yeah. he had kind of like that. Okay, you being smart. 
with your little tweet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of those where it's like. That's how he is. He gives to people. I remember remember being with GT and I think. I'm glad you told me that though because, you know, it it was on site when I seen it. It's on site. It's beefed up and shit. We got the fight. We got the fight promoter right here. Over a tweet. Tweet. We got a tweet. Nah, I never met him. But you know what? Um, I did pick up. I did pick up. I need to go back and buy it. His book, he has yeah. a book out. Shout out to uh, Shea Serrano. I think I've seen him on like a sports channel. They had him up on there. Yeah, he was he, on like ESPN the other day. Yeah, he has a couple books. And the the recent one where he broke down lyrics, I was very impressed and I want to go back and get it because yeah. he was breaking down, I flipped through it at uh, Urban Outfitters in Dallas. He was breaking down like albums and lyrics and mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. by, like he had a Drake album and he put, th- it had an infographic. It said that it's 43% um, celebratory. That's wild. 40% introspective. And then he he put on there, like, I made a note of any word or line that was indicative of this emotion or whatever. But you look at it, and it's, the art is good. Yeah. And um, and to me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm into uh, writing and just trying to become a better writer. So I had never even, like, Looked at some of those yeah, songs in that way, and I think I think it'll help me even with like my comedy writing and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. That, how is him. that? How do you do that? You just me and GT we're talking about it, man. Um, it came up in our in our conversation where um, I he had never looked at comedy writing as similar to rap. Yeah. So there's punchlines. There's you still use like irony. Yeah. It still has a structure to it. Uh, when it's done right. Um, I feel like I'd be way more nervous to do a comedy show than I would to do a rap show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but once you understand the writing part, then you know how... Okay, you remember from, like, let's say, battle rap or even just writing yeah. your punchlines. Right. Your best punchlines, don't they have a setup? Yeah. It might be either you might do one line setup, the mm-hmm. next bar is the punch, or you might do... Set up, set up, set up. Hit him with the three, line. and then the boom, the punchline. Like yeah. you are rap, like the yeah, part yeah, about yeah. the, 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 the part Trump everybody looking oh. like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the part we looking like a raspberry or chata drinking down. A, you know that one little heart, that one word you wanted to rhyme. That yeah, one yeah. word, like oh, wait till I hit him with the. Uh, yeah, they go. Oh, wait man. till I rhyme reciprocal. Recipro- how you say it? Reciprocity. Uh, <laughs> reciprocity. Hit you with the reciprocity. Yeah, like whenever you hit that, that bitch. Bitch, you my recipe, but I hit them with reciprocity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like. <laughs> but it's similar though, bro. Yeah, no, that's why I, I feel like I'm just like, cause, cause the thing is, my see, my pops, my pops loves comedy, right? My pops loves comedy. Uh, since we're a little like the. Uh, the Kings of Comedy with um, Cedric and uh-huh. Bernie Mac and Richard Pryor. So and he always, man, he watched that shit all day. He'll watch it all day. So I feel like they, they like, because that's it. Like, there ain't no music, ain't got no DJ. It's just you. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm There's no dancers. You can't hide behind. You can't, you can't hide behind hide, nothing. You that's can't it. hide behind a beat. And, bro, when I tell you, I, I did years of hiding behind the beat, yeah. hiding behind the glasses, hiding behind the hat. You yeah, know, hiding, hiding yeah, behind yeah. all that shit. So you're right. When you're up there, bro, That's you're it. vulnerable. Damn. You are exposed. And if you're not authentic, if you're not 100, just like in rap, yeah. if, you, if you go up there and you don't even believe your own bullshit, they could tell. They could tell. You gotta like your performance. You gotta commit 1,000. percent That yeah. is is a lot to be said about commitment in life. Really, yeah. in anything yeah. you attempt. Yeah. Uh, but see, that's like the. That's a big fear, though. That would be, I mean, for me, I would be like, Oh, it's scary Damn. as shit. But, I, you know, the way I looked at it is, like, I really want to make this 
my next chapter. I really want to figure this out. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a student of the game. And, uh, and I knew, just like when I first got into the rap, I knew going into comedy, hey, man, the only way you're going to get respect in this is you're going to have to be aggressive yeah. and you're going to have to have some output. Like, you're going to have to yeah. almost like um, it keeps going back to boxing because we're going to yeah. talk about uh, boxing in a minute. But um, it's almost like um, getting in the game because there's yeah. comedians that's been putting in years and years of hard, 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 hard work. Yeah. And for me to just come in like, oh, he got a little name already. Yeah. I knew the only way I was going to earn my, my stripes, my respect, is not being afraid to bomb. Not being yeah. afraid to, like, damn near, like, bro, uh, crickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be willing to basically get punched in the chin in front of everybody. Shit, and like, just take it like a man. And, and just, be like, like, just keep going. Come back next Figure time. it out. Man, I don't... Yeah, I think that was, a, but I mean, I think that was just a real strategic move because at the end of the day, like, it's not your fault that 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 you came in with a name that you have, yeah. a name, that you built that and you work for that name, and shit. Other people just, you know, you got one lane, but to convert like that is like, see, that's what I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, man, yeah, like you would never like go back to fighting. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I would. I miss it like every day. Mm -hmm. I said, what? I said, I'm an artist now. I said, I go pro. Say, so I get knocked out or something. I said, or oh, I lose the fight. You know, right. just all now other artists have fuel. I said, so my thing is that I'm just, I mean, I would definitely do it. I don't think you I would batter, lose. Because then you batter after that. And, yeah. And, 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 and they be sitting there writing. Yeah, uh, you got a meme. Uh, what rhyme with, what rhyme with, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think. But like, I ain't ready for this battle, this beef. Yeah. This about. Yeah, this, <laughs> don't act like we ain't see on HBO get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, Straight up, bro. That'll be that. But thing is, though, man, I mean, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't lose. I wouldn't lose for at least 10 fights. I'll go 10 and 0, easy, I think. <laughs> He's already making predictions. Yeah. Oh, in fact, it'll be get hard after 10 fights. Right? Look, he think he a boxing track. He said, look, he had one fight when he was little. He, when he fought the silver gloves. He, they have a walkover. That means the other kid either didn't make weight or they didn't. And that's said, how you won. He won. He said he went one and oh. He, he uh -huh, retired. Yeah. On top. Like Chavez. No, no, Chavez. Oh, man. Chavez dog. went too long. That's what my dad always says. He's like, mijo, I wanted to uh, retire on top. Campeon. Not, <laughs> not, not, not hang in there too long like Chavez. And I'm like, what are you talking like about? Chavez. He's like, you know, he's talking about, he used to be a body man, fix cars. My oh, dad. your dad did? So he's like, yeah, yeah, I got out the game when I was <laughs> yeah, get the drink. Game. What do you mean? You didn't get knocked out by, by a Chevrolet? Like, I don't get it. God damn. Yeah, no, we all, everybody, everybody fought. My pop fought, my brother fight. My brother still fights. But man, I, I love boxing. Only thing, bro, making weight, bro. You make weight. Like, it how much you weigh? How much you weigh? Man, I walk around like an athlete. Man, you know I walk around off season. Off season, you know when I'm off season, you know, you know like I'm fat boy, like my 170 little fat boy. But but I'm supposed to probably, like based on my height and everything, I probably should be 150. Just Bro. a little, little slim but you're, thug. But you're, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm short. I'm short as hell, man. I'm, I'm short like, as hell. I'm probably like five six. Said I'm like five, four, five, three. I'm sure. Oh, then if that's the case, I might only be like five, five, and I'm over here it's, adding inches to my it, shit. Nah, bro. See, no, bro. When I, oh man, bro. When I met uh, him, bro, and well, I've been knowing him since forever, right? And his, um, he, I said, yeah, bro. I said, man. I asked him one time, I said, how tall are you? He's like, shit, five, eight, five, nine. Oh, when he you, first you met me, he said, what are you Y'all the same height. He said, he about a half an inch, man. He got me about half an inch. But bro, I was like, boy, you ain't no five, eight, dog. But I don't know. That's, I think, man, that's weird, bro, how, man, Latinos are 
a lot of us are short. Yeah, yeah, yeah short. but you know, but we warriors. You yeah, know? we are. No, we are. You we are. Uh, I was like, goddamn guards at GT. That nigga taller than the motherfucker. He's so damn. I'm like, bro, I don't get it. But uh, but like my mom's four eleven. Mm-hmm. So my but my dad's about five eleven. My dad's a big boy. Like he's just nat- like my dad's probably five eleven, like two eighty. He like if you see him, you wouldn't think that's my pop. But I hope I said I hope that's my pop. <laughs> I hope <laughs> he's like, I don't even think that's my pop. <laughs> no, that, no, but my brother looks just like my dad. My brother's a little bigger than me, but I always been man, I was always fast. Yeah, so so at what age these man, I these these fucking right man. Dude, man. I'm gonna have everybody listening. You know, this is Chingo. This is the What Did He Said podcast. We got <laughs> Dome Man in the building. And I need, I, I, I promise y'all, by the next interview, I'm going to have some shit rigged and mounted. Because <laughs> I've had several podcast setups. What's this, this mic for right here? This is, this is my original podcast setup over here. But I wanted to go like hella mobile. Yeah, and, and you know, so I think I'm probably gonna have to get some little stands or whatever. So I apologize, to everybody listening. I, I'm a, I'm a nerd about like audio and shit. Like, like it, yeah, that's what like it's going it's going to drive somebody nuts in their car listening to this shit with the. <laughs> so let's let's just <laughs> yeah. let's just hold this motherfucker extra. Like you gotta be soft. <laughs> what if I give you the headphones? You'd be like, God damn! Look, we got doors open and shit. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> What's up, Joseph? The Dro and Joe Show. This is a good time to shout out the Dro and Joe Show. They're What's in the going building. down, bro? How you doing, bro? You good, Dome Man, bro? Nice yeah. meeting you, bro. Everybody yeah. meeting Sal. What's going down, Z? Dome Man, bro. bro. Nice meeting you. Yeah, they're they're working on their show. We got some episodes coming with them where I send them out on adventures and they Dro go. Dro and Joe, you said? Yeah, that's a lot Dro of names. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Probably so. I think our food's here. But anyway, so boxing, man. Um, this morning. I went and did a little one-on-one with a Bob Perez at a Houston Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that gym? I, I never heard of that. It's right there. Um, it's like by St. Joseph's Hospital downtown. Mm. But anyway, man, I'm so out of shape. I went in there and did a little Shit, one-on-one. Man. But then Tamala's been kicking my yeah, ass. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I was in that bitch winded. Yeah, everybody. They don't. I, I tell people, because, you know, you're fighting in the street and shit. And everybody's like, man, I go in there. I go to whatever I'm in. I say, bro, after one or two rounds, it's... Gonna be new because they. If you're out of shape, yeah. Uh, actually, probably one round. Yeah, yeah. If you're out of shape, one round. Because if you're if you're really in there, um, throwing a lot of punches and and moving your legs and having to roll no, and do all this. It's a whole different kind of tire, bro. Yeah. It's different. I mean, it's just. And I always say this. Most people think, oh, if I run two miles every day, I'm gonna be able to fight long. Like that's not how it works. We. I think most boxers would agree that you only run. You don't run for win. You run to lose weight. That's why you run. You don't run for win. The only way to be winded, the only way to fight six rounds or fight ten rounds is to go in there and practice fighting six rounds, ten rounds, because there's no tired like throwing your hands or getting hit. When you get a hit, that takes energy out of you. You can bow, bow, bow. They catching you. You can take energy. Mm-hmm. So that's from hitting your arms, your body. But, man, like I miss it. I, the only thing I don't miss is making that weight. I used to fight at 114 pounds. And then I went to the uh, 2012 Olympic uh, reloads, trial reloads in 2012 at 108. Wow. Why at 108? Yeah. How old were you at 108? I was 17. So, so yeah, this little Joseph just came in here. That boy walk around off season. Off season? Oh, wet <laughs> with a backpack on. About one, look, 116. God damn. See, I mean, Jesus. I'm right now, I'm like, bro, I'm like, right now, I'm like, I was at 167. That's the heaviest I ever was. That's why I, his brother put me on the cleanse. Yeah, that's off season. I was like, 
What, what type of cleanse is it? It was all. It was it, so he has all his own herbs that he puts together in pills, and you take it's a lot of them. You gotta take a lot, but it's daytime, nighttime, and water and fruit. Have to put water and fruit for five days. And that shit is, it gets hard in the middle, like, bro, like. Did, did your blood sugar drop? Were you just, like, hungry? Like, well, that's why, well, would he give the, the, yeah, the fruits, the fruits more like, if you, you eat so much, an overload of fruit, like, to get yourself full, and water, water, like. You fuck, so fuck around and drown, bro. Yeah, bro, you felt like water logs, <laughs> like, man, bro, but that shit worked. I lost, like, 12 pounds in five days. Like that, boom. But it was hard, and it's just hard, especially because you know, you know, Mexican. You was families. just in the restroom. Hey, no, you in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, straight up. No, yeah. you good? Yeah. I was dope, man. Hey, you, you is that is that you? Are you alive? Bro, I was man. That and I'll go to sleep. I go, I go to sleep late. Like more than likely, I'm always I'm always up writing music, jamming. Nah, bro. I'm going to sleep at 9 30. Because, <laughs> bro, you smell that damn food everybody, your mama's making, your dad's making. And nah, bro. I think that's another thing about Mexican. We we have no kind of healthy, nothing, no drive to be healthy. Like, because that's how we came up. We came up eating enchiladas and all, you know what I'm saying? And shit, it's so damn good. Yeah. And how are we going to be healthy? And we, it's um, it, I have theories, man, because I, I think about that stuff sometimes. And I think in one of these interviews, um, we, we, it came up, we we're wondering, like, like I wonder if you go back, 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 and we're, like, indigenous. Like, yeah, yeah, you look yeah. up some tribes, like, okay, I'm curious, I need to look it up. Like, what is what was, like, the Aztec diet? I'm sure they ate some protein and yeah. animals and stuff, but I know they had, like, hella insects and, uh, you know, corn and, yeah. and all kind of stuff. So I'm just curious because my theory is that at some point it became an economic thing to yeah. where... Sometimes in many cultures, you'll see where, oh, that's poor people food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Versus, yeah, yeah. like, do you have the money to have access? Yeah. Some areas, like in New York, even in this city, um, we were, hell, downtown yeah. San Antonio. We were staying downtown San Antonio. It felt like a food desert. Like, we didn't have options. Why? Because it was all junk food for tourists. Yeah. So I was performing at the comedy club on the River Center, and we were staying at a, a hotel right there on the River Center. But all you had was McDonald's, Fuddruckers, mm -hmm. Denny's, which you could you could Fuck find it. some little yeah. uh, healthy options. But after a while, it's like, hey, man, we got to drive out of this food Area. desert yeah. to go get some options. Yeah, and I even say I even say this, like eating healthy or being healthy, I think it's, it's just it's a lot more expensive than it is to cause you go to McDonald's. Two, two well, Jack, these two boys, these these boys just had Jack in the Box in here, and um, I mean, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't do it, man, I bro. When it. I, I'm too old, man. And then I'm when I do, old. bro, it's just like, like, and the thing is though, even be, but like, if you be around his brother, my boy Dan, bro, he'll have you on like on some like, you feel bad for if you eat bad in front of him, like you eat some shit, he's looking, like, you know the one who do like, and he don't really look and say nothing, but he'll just like, it's a look, like. Because he, cause he tells you what you're putting in your body. Like, man, you're putting bullshit in your body. You're poisoning yeah. yourself. You drink, I drink alcohol. You, you drink, I drink, you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. That's the truth. You know what I'm on, saying? On, I mean, the only real alcohol I drink these days is every so often. A little bit here and there, some wine. Yeah, wine, uh, wine's actually not too bad. Yeah, my boy um, Javi, he's, he's a comic out of Corpus. It was his birthday the other day, and uh, we had a little bit of bourbon or something. But uh, tequila, I love tequila. It's just not like an everyday thing, and I don't shoot it. I, I sip it like the way in yeah, the, Mex like the Mexican way. Um, it's actually an American tradition to do the, the what, shots. What shots? Shots is not really Mexican. Yeah, it's 
I never knew that. Yeah. But why? So, um, Germans too. Germans lift shit. Um, who was it? Um, I, I drink, I drink, uh, Man, I drink pretty much anything, bro. Well, I, I, I used yeah. to drink. I used to hell, Incredible Hulk. Man, Ooh, when they pull out that uh, motherfucking man, I, I'll tell the story, man. Um, first time I performed in Phoenix, Arizona, the Hypnotic had just came out. Like the all rap. the rap songs, all the videos, like fabulous. That was a cool shit to have. It was <laughs> in the video, like it's baby blue. It's like some baby blue fucking Kool Aid. Yeah, with some sh- shit in it. Malt liquor. I don't, th- I don't know what the fuck they put in Hypnotic. But um, that yeah. was a thing. So in my mind, man, this hypnotic, this shit got to be expensive. And I was super nervous, bro, because I had just started in, in, in show business. It was my first time uh, working with the radio station. And where were you at, you said? In Phoenix, Arizona. In Phoenix, Arizona. My <laughs> first time. Nervous. So we stop at the liquor store, and uh, we're like, oh, shit, hypnotic. Man, I don't know if I got the budget. Man, that shit was like $16 <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh, fuck. We were all like, man, we all got enough to get our own bottle. <laughs> and then we took it in the um, like backstage in the green room before we had to go up, and um, I must have had a little bit too much. But that was the sloppiest performance. I mean, oh, it, it was like if I was Chingo Bling's manager back then, I didn't really have a manager at the time. But like if I actually no, I think my boy Dave G Films, we we didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely my manager at the time. Um, but. If I was like we or even him, like just with the experience, it'd have been like, you know what, man, uh, we need to tailor this show a certain way so that it, it, it is a good look for you. Because yeah. sometimes you'll be in a scenario or a venue where there's certain little things out of your control to where yeah. it's like, hey, man, um, I don't think that was your crowd or, yeah, or how did the think. radio station promote this again? Did you, yeah. did you tell them exactly what to expect type of thing? But it was just from being young, dumb, yeah. inexperienced, and on the hypnotic. Oh man, bro! See, incredible I, hoax. Now I try to, man, I try my best. I always, I, I only take, we take one shot of Jameson before the show, and after the show, I learned that though because, man, I'm like, because while I rap fast or when I do certain start things, slurring, <laughs> you start slurring them words, and up, man. But, but I mean, I got all the my people around me. They'll tell me, hey, bro, you tripping? Or, or chill out. So. I, that's what I like about, especially my like, like him and my DJ, the main two people that tell anything else. Nobody else gonna tell me nothing. They, hey bro, I don't you slow down, but man, get in too. Like I'm, man, just getting too drunk, bro. That shit right there is tough. The next day, and like you oh, said, man. I'm barely. Tw- I mean, I'm 23, but my body oh, don't act like it did when I was 18. Cause I was 18, 17, I was drinking like I was grown man. Get get up the next day. I used to be with my, uh, I think you met my business, uh, my old business partner, Serge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. my old business partner, Serge, man, that's my boy. Man, I'm 19, me and this dude. He, I think Serge about 32, 33. Oh, man, we used to get, and I'll bounce back the next day. He'd call me like, hey, I'm out for about three days. I'll holler at you whenever I get back. Yeah, now, now I can't because what happens is the next day, now you want to sleep in. Now you mm. got a headache. Mm. Now you're dehydrated and thirsty. Uh, mm. And if you did have plans for certain shit, it's not. It's gonna be half-assed. The gym's gonna be a pain in the ass. Oh, man. So now you don't just set yourself back. But but I, I I was a little party animal for years because what I always tell people is I wasn't just partying in Houston. It'd be like, It'd be like. Oh shit, man! In Dallas, oh we gotta. What's tonight? Like we knew the schedule. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! Fuck that! Fuck that! Oh no, my bad. That's on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, where you at? Where you at? Yeah, you know? hitting up. Or you're in Corpus Christi, or you're. I mean, just depending on. Where what do you, you think were. your craziest year? How old were you? Like when you're crazy? Like I was like, I was. You was like wilding. 
a whole decade. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your 20s. You know, you do a lot of it. You're only 23, and I'm sure people tell you stuff all, you know, my, my older siblings and my parents to this day try yeah. to like baby me and tell me all oh, kind of, don't do this and watch out for this. But, but I will say this, in our 20s, we make a lot of little financial mistakes, you know, like, oh yeah. man, if I could just go back and get all that little jewelry, you yeah, know, if I, if I take them rims off that Benz one time, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and well, you put got... it over here instead. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm good. I have no complaints. Yeah, uh, yeah. Comedy, even comedy, the comedy God is blessing me. The, the game has been good to me. And, and I tell people too, man, I, I feel like I reached a point where I'm getting what I'm worth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. we walk out of the venue and, and it's like, it's a great feeling, man. Uh, I tell my girl and everybody all the time, when I was first coming up in the game, uh, there was <clears throat> this one in-store I did. I'll never forget. It was an autograph thing in Palm Springs, California. Mm -hmm. There was a DJ. He was a program director. His name was Ant Darl. He liked a, like two, three songs off my little mixtape. Mm -hmm. Wasn't even mastered or nothing. He was putting them in rotation because... Uh, his audience, the, the young Drasa in the area, they liked it. He liked it. He's like, well, let's just play it. Yeah. Played it like I was Elvis. Dude, we did this one in store. It was a line around the building. Like That's crazy. Wild, bro. And for a while in the music business, you know, you things cool off and there's ups and downs or, yeah. or, or, or whatever. And I, it always felt like, damn, man, right now, I don't know if I could get it popping like that again. And yeah. now with the comedy, bro, I guess my audience grew up. I grew up. Long story short, we seeing those lines all over again, sold out, yeah, VIP yeah, yeah. sold out, lying around, like people waiting. Hell to get yeah, in. bro. That's I think that I, I know I know I mean you said there's ups and downs to everything. Like I shit, we I mean we've been at times where we're like, damn, we ain't got a fans no more. And then they all but it all it's just about uh renovation. You know, you come back and you come with something new and fresh and something that, cause that and like you said, they grow up with you. They hold, they hold on to you for that reason too. They grew up, they they saw you, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They they were young too, so they growing up. And now that they just want to see, I feel like the artists, because at the end of the day, even comedy, they you're still the art, you're still mm -hmm. that's an art. You know, you have to create. They just want to see you keep pushing. And you know what I'm saying? Cause cause at the end of the day, I think people, when they see their art, their favorite, let's say it was your favorite rapper, favorite comedian, when they see them keep doing things, they make they feel they make they it makes them feel better. Like mm -hmm. it makes them feel like damn okay we get we making it like if somebody's making it so i feel like just that just alone gives people hope you know what i'm saying just yeah. pushing through and pushing through all the hard obstacles because you know it's hard being an artist is hard and you know one thing that that i experience in the game is that sometimes you're in situations where it's like like okay <clears throat> well damn is it me is this something i'm doing or what's going yeah. why is this not falling into place or whatever and sometimes there are like little imbalances that mm -hmm. you might have to just take a step back and, yeah. and peep game a little bit and get your yeah. momentum or you need to execute better, things like that. But a lot of times, man, it's just that like the marketplace has, sometimes the marketplace ain't ready. Meaning yeah. meaning there's certain tools that haven't come around just yet. Yeah. Some changes that are coming, you don't know. Yeah. And, and things all of a sudden shift. Yeah. So if you think about a business like Airbnb, Right. In the beginning, people are like, man, you're fucking crazy. You're going to have some random person staying in your house or yeah. in your basement yeah. or or you're going to stay in some random motherfucker's house. Yeah. But then cultural changes or certain things happen to where, oh, this is cool. I like mm. how they presented it. I, you know, I can do this. When I go to Portland, I don't want to stay in a hotel. I want an Airbnb. Yeah. I want to be in the neighborhood. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So like with me, man, when 
it came up in the GT conversation where um, when I first was negotiating my, my uh, distribution deal, my record deal, things like ringtone were a thing. Yeah, I things like that. the iPhone were not a thing. Yeah, yeah. The iPhone yeah. hadn't happened yet. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. There's different, like, uh, Spotify didn't exist. Apple Music, Beats Music. Um, yeah, y'all had different uh, Pandora. Uh, I don't think I don't think Pandora was around. But like, yeah, I don't think so. YouTube paying you money off of your streams. Like the streaming game was not a thing. Yeah, that's so the game it changes it and sometimes like the biggest impact for me is it was a moment in time in my career where I was uh, what's the word uh, not dependent upon. Uh, promoters like mm. middlemen with between the venue myself and the fans yeah but but you could just for lack of better words you could say dependent upon that system yeah. where i didn't really know another way uh we threw our own show one time in the, in the valley it went great and all we really did with that was well now we prove we could sell 700 tickets yes yeah, there's one under one roof so that now people can start booking me. And yeah, yeah, people did start booking me, but it's like I put my brand in someone else's hands. Yeah. And now they're picking how the poster looks, how the venue looks, and and who's on the lineup. Yeah. <clears throat> so biggest difference, the biggest change that has come with comedy is now I'm dealing with venues direct. And we give promoters chances sometimes. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, there's something where it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, now we just gonna do it our own way. Like we did our own show, like that's what we said, I think. Man, it's like you said, getting paid what you're worth. Like, it's not. I always tell people if I do features for them or whatever. Like, I'm like, you know, even I knew people I grew up with from the hood, and they were, hey, you know, bro, what's up, bro? Try to get you on a song, which these dudes don't got fan bases. And they, I do it. I said, bro, I gotta charge you something. Like, now if it's, it's got to be beneficial on both sides, if nobody mm-hmm. is, if it's beneficial on both sides, I understand. But I'm like, you understand, artists gotta, we got shit, we gotta eat too, you know. And we sold out a show. I think we did like 500 people, five, 600 people at Dope. Warehouse Live. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, that was that OBE show, man. But mind you, I'm doing a show with, through a promoter, through a promotional company, and they paid me like, what, 800, maybe 800, maybe 1,000 for the bonus. And I, then we just come back door. We did a smaller show. We did ourselves three, 400 people show, bought tickets. Man, we, the tickets were $20 each. We did it. Lick. Yeah, we did our thing, and the venue was only three to five hundred bucks. So I was like, man, if I can get paid, I'm gonna get paid five thousand if I do my own show. Then they at least gotta start paying yes. two thousand a show, or you exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And guess what, man? Honestly, I encourage you to keep finding ways to to um, throwing your own, doing your own yeah. stuff because you saw firsthand. Yeah. You saw firsthand. So for years, bro, for years. I mean, I wasn't getting eight hundred, you know. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, like, but for years, bro, like, what the math you just did, where it's like, pff, these are people to pay to see me, and even the first time they gave you the eight hundred, you calculated. Wait a minute, I sold five hundred mm-hmm. tickets off of off of me, my name, and my music, and, that's all and I you got. start multiplying, and you know. Yeah. And some, but but sometimes even with promoters. Sometimes they lose. Yeah, bad. And, yeah. And maybe I made more. Maybe yeah. they lost and I won in that case. Yeah. But but either way, I just love the system that is set in place. Um, like in the in this the way we're doing it in the comedy world, only because technology, the internet. Now it's like I'm the promoter. Yeah, you're your own promoter. It's now it's like I'm the promoter, and um, the numbers are better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you so man, I wonder. I, I mean. Whenever, what do you, like, you had the 
because you had a you had a, a big window in rap. You weren't just one year in, one year out. You know what I mean? Cool. And I think that's crazy. Like, did you? I'm ever, sure I was off of a lot of people's radars in different points in time. Yeah, but you stopped. But I think I mean, but you made your you made your name a household name just for Texas alone. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think. Nobody was like who was I don't know anybody a Mexican rapper from Houston at the time. I didn't know anybody. I mean I knew SPM, mm -hmm. but other than that, like I knew there was other rap, but nobody was on the front line. Like you were on that um man, I always I was like in middle I had to be in middle school, elementary school. It was the God the blame with it. Chico, yeah. I was in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> when you dropped that hoe. Yeah. Hey bro, next day, I, I, my class, uh, uh, Miss Prince, <laughs> you know we had a substitute that day, I had a PBJ sandwich, and your song came on. <laughs> I had my little Go-Gurt. I, I, go I, I was young though, Boy, I remember it was, the, it was a cypher though. Oh, that's fucking crazy. It was yeah, a yeah, cypher, yeah. The Yahoo, The Yahoo cypher. You know, that bro. was the very first mic pass ever. Mic pass? They did a, it was called Pepsi. Pepsi, Yahoo, Smash, Mike Pass, something like that. And I'll just tell you... Who put that together? I'll tell you the story briefly. Oh, wow. So, Source Magazine was in town. They were going to do a big layout, like a, a photo shoot. And I got lucky by the by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. Hmm. They called my office, and they were like, hey, we want to include Chingo. Um, it's only him plus one. It's on Jay Prince's ranch, like way out going towards Austin. Yeah. He has like a... A thousand acres or something like that. God. Yeah, they could build a little airport yeah. over there. I'm sure he'll sell it one day. But um, um, <laughs> he also has he makes money out there. This is another another thing I want to say before we get off track. Jay Prince, somebody who made money off the music game, but then also funneled it out into different things. So he yeah. makes money off of like hay, uh, like his ranch, um, yeah. black. What is it? Black Angus, like a special like kind a of beef. Yeah. So he has a bunch of that. So anyway, so they called me. The photographer from the source was there. Uh, it was cold as shit. <laughs> I had on this bullshit little leather wannabe <laughs> trench coat and um, my little hat and shit and cold as a motherfucker. And um, everybody was there. Like, people that had beef were there. Like, I forget if Zero wasn't cool with Slim at yeah, the time. No, or it beef. was like Flip had said something about somebody else. And and they were all there. And I was, I mean, I'm a fan of a lot of these dudes. And I'm yeah. like, man, this is crazy. And I'm even like, I was the only brown person there. And then, um, and then Pimp C, greatest That's rapper wild. of all time. That's correct. We were just R. waiting R. on him. Yeah, rest in peace. We were just waiting on him. He had just got out. Uh, I, I wrote him when he was when he was locked up. <clears throat> so they bring him up on a, a golf cart because it was muddy out there too. Was, yeah. the, the weather was crazy. It was around this time. He hops off right into the spot. So we're like fresh white kicks. Yeah. He didn't have to get muddy. And then boom, uh, they took the picture. And uh, yeah, it, it made the little fold out. I was in one of the inner flaps. Like the, the, <laughs> he said I was the on the sword, inside. The sword magazine, like after you open it, you got to flip it again and flip it again. <laughs> and then I was in that hole. You was in there. You I, was I, it there, was like bro. the high school picture like on the end. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was dope. That Man, was bro, I remember And then that. that's when the Pepsi Smash people were there. So we're all like in our cars trying to stay warm and shit. And these dudes are like, hey, man. Uh, we're trying to, um, we got to do this thing. It's a mic pass. And they explained it. They're like, someone's going to hand you a mic from over here. You spit your little, I think it was a 12 bar, eight bar verse. And then you kick it off this way. Yeah. And we didn't really understand. And they had a boom box with like a regular ass beat. And whatever little rap you had that, that You had fit. to spit it over that? And that was that. And the rest was history because it, it blew up so big. Here's another example of somebody else getting paid, not you. Here's an example. 
Pepsi and Yahoo had a partnership. I'm sure the dudes that produced it came up with the idea and put it together. They got paid. Uh, I'm not complaining that, that I didn't get paid. I'm sure none of us got paid. Yeah. But um, again, probably we, Jay Prince probably got paid. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he got money out of somebody. Well, yeah, if you, I I wouldn't blame him too. You shooting, you taking a picture on my property? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that he needs the money, but I think he was <laughs> at all. I think he was just trying to like, you know, at the end of the day, man, he put his stamp on this city and 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 he built the foundation. So even though we may all have um, trains running on these tracks, it's like he built the tracks. He built the tracks for us. You know, publishing and and. Just music, man. Yeah, um, having his own label. Like, I saw a Master P uh, interview on a Breakfast Club, and he was like, yeah, he goes, I came to you. And Master P went to U of H, uh -huh. and he said, man, I seen Jay Prince in, the, in a chinchilla jacket. Hey. He goes, he goes, hey, are you are you a rapper? He's like, nah, I own the label. Uh, hold up. And then he goes, these are the ghetto boys right here. Like, I'm, and he said, Master P said. He's like, they rap. Yeah, they're the rappers. I get them. He was like, man, ever since then, I wanted to be like him. He goes, that's my idols. That's one of my idols. Like, like uh, like how Nipsey Hussle was one of my favorite rappers yeah, now. Yeah, dude. And he said, I'm Jay, I'm Suge Knight, I'm Jay Prince. I'm like, fuck the rules. Like, come on. That's the way you gotta be. And that's Bro. the way. That's exactly the way I wanna be. I would. I don't wanna. I don't want. Which I, I respect and salute anybody who makes it in music or anything. Cause you know, hard entertainment, anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to have Drake's career, but I really want that Nipsey Hussle career where you have full control. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not making as much, it's the respect level of of being. Just an entrepreneur. Self-made, yeah. Yeah, being self-made. <clears throat> Independent. Like, mm -hmm. I love, man, shout out to Nipsey. Um, One of my boys from L.A., uh, Saif, Saifan, um, he works with the camp, with mm -hmm. Nipsey's camp, though. So he, like, helped co-produce and put together some songs for, like, um, some of Nipsey's artists. Mm -hmm. But I love and respect what Nipsey does because he has, like, the hair extension store the clothing yeah, store TMC. like things in in you know in a in a black community yeah so like we live here in third ward but a lot of times you'll see like buildings like same shit i see in flint michigan or gary indiana where you'll see like damn well, what happened to this business man yeah. what, did, were they not what happened why did it shut down so you'll see a lot of stuff where like the weeds are growing or um it, it's like okay church liquor store fried Fried fish place, yeah. Dessert shop, and then you, but then you got gentrification. Then it'll be like yoga studio, coffee, yeah, sh coffee yeah. shop, beer garden, church, liquor store, yeah, yeah, abandoned yeah. building, abandoned building, and um, and um, we just got a, a crib down the street, and it, the neighbor was telling us it's in th it's in third ward. She's like, this used to be a Jewish neighborhood, and the lady was like, I I've been out here since I was three years old, and so mm. you know. There's a lot of history, even like where where we grew up. Yeah, like in yeah. The southeast. Yeah. I know. Um, shit, my block. By the time I I was born and grew up in that in that house, um, by then it was pretty much all Mexican, one yeah. or two white families. But like yeah. when my dad and them had just got there, all white. Uh, yeah, he said it was only like two families that were brown. That's see, that's all. And I think the house, the lady, the house that I'm in now, I live in Meadowbrook right there by Chavez. And they said that it was, old, I was an older white lady who sold the house to my, to my father. I think my dad was like 1920. But um, I think that's the way it goes. It's a, it was a cycle. That's been, it's like the white neighborhood, Mexicans move in, the blacks come. And then it goes all back in a circle. I, think, I believe it's always going to come back. Like right now we have like, my neighborhood was always Mexican growing up. You know, we had like a few uh, Cuban and Puerto Rican families. Um, 
but it was mostly all Mexican. Now, uh, but it's so crazy though because if you go right over forty five, like we always say, like one of my one of my best homies named Carl, he's black, right? And we say that's the black side, it's the Mexican side always. Like you know, this side of forty five is Mexican. That side on from that neighborhood on, like if you think about it, like that's from that's Broadway right there, Broadway Square. Then you got Meadowbrook. Then you go you got Meadowbrook, Oak Meadow, everything, and on that side, Broadway, Overbrook. Uh, then you go in the South Park. So mm -hmm. I was like. But now they're it's moving. Now we got about ten black families in the neighborhood, and it's weird because you're like, but that's the way it goes, though. It, you know, they feel like it's a cycle, and I was like, somebody needs to break that cycle. You know what I mean? Well, um, yeah. I mean, the thing about Houston though, is very diverse, man. Mm -hmm. Like Asian, Indian, yeah. Um, you know, Arab, Middle Eastern, uh, Cuban. You know, we got Salvadorans, Dominicans. You got mm -hmm. a lot of Salvadorans. Yeah. Uh, just all kinds of people, man. And um, that's one thing I feel like is attractive about our city versus yeah. a lot of other cities. My boy, uh, Gustavo, uh, he's a writer from L.A. And during the World Series, he was saying, which city is more Mexican? And, Yo, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so he, he gave points. Is Shout out to Gustavo Arellano. He's a brilliant motherfucker. Smart motherfucker, man. But anyway, he broke it down to where... Uh, he even threw me in there. Me, he threw me in there and George Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, yeah, George Lopez is from L.A., huh? Yeah. And he from L.A.? Yeah, so we ended up winning, I think, in the end. Yeah, and we one, won. One of the comparisons, uh, he said we were more Mexican, I think. Oh, yeah. I think. So he one of the comparisons was um, that our team doesn't have Mexican players, but the Dodgers uh, do or whatever. <laughs> but, man, that was a crazy series. Oh, man, man that was crazy. Yeah, that was I missed the parade, bro. I was in San Antonio. Bro, I was in San Antonio, oh, too, bro. Oh, no shit. Man, he's the worst dude to watch a game with, bro. He's over there ready to come back on us. I'm oh, like, yeah. man. Pessimistic. Yeah, I was like, bro, shut up. I was, man, I was crunk, bro. Man, the whole city is on fire. Man, bro. We live right now. H-Town is live right now. I think this is the live H-Town been in a minute. Like, I remember we went to the World Series in 05. I remember that. I remember going to Academy, trying to get shirts, and we got our ass sweat. By the damn uh, yeah. Chicago White Sox, they yeah. swept us in 05. Yeah. But, but man, I think I, I think that why it was so good, bro, was because we played Boston, which is a household name. Then we played New York, mm -hmm. and then we played LA. We played the three franchise franchises of baseball, and we won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, and now we put because man, no, everybody was counting us. And the thing that I hated most, all the celebrities, all the celebrities, or they live in LA, they from LA, and they. To, oh man, they're like we about to, and then, I'm like they're not probably even from LA. They live there now. And everybody counted us out. We said we did our thing though, man. The Astros, boy, they might go back to back. They I hope so. Like they might go back, back to, to back. back like Drake. Yeah, straight up, they might go back to back. Yeah, I really feel like like um, Houston culture is a thing. I was doing a little Twitter rant the other day, and I was saying like I wonder how many out of towners move here now, live here now because. Our culture, yeah, meaning like the art, uh, yeah. all the way from like the graffiti, from like Donkey Boy, be someone, like the sound, the the screwed up, slowed up sound that Screw yeah. invented, and then like just all, how many we, me and GT talked about this, like how many records have been sold off of Houston culture, oh, like yeah. how many double cups I've seen in videos and grills and oh yeah and, and candy oh, paint. Yeah. 
And see, I, and it's crazy because I think you were there whenever. I mean, the whole grill shit was cool. Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you was. Oh, that was. The, I had to. Uh, that, yeah. That was perfect though. You I, from Houston and you rap? You ain't got a grill? Yeah, like what type of shit? And that was whenever it just first like hit the scene. Like everybody, man. But I think that they, like. Like you think about New York, right? You think about the boom bap, you know, the bap and the mag and that type mm-hmm. shit. And you go LA, you hear the ping, ding, ding. and then. But the thing is, I feel like Houston, cause Screw, they said that Screw fucked with Cali and Cali, was like, you know. So they that music, Big time. we got that flavor in us, and I feel like man, they they come and they they. I, I I wouldn't say I'm not mad about it, cause a lot of artists I feel like are mad, like like see like, but I don't feel like, like you have the right to be mad, cause you were there in that time, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Or, or you, because you yeah. were part of inventing that culture. You were, you were like played part. You were in the movement with the younger artists. Like my, we weren't. So it's like when we come up. Plus, it's changed. Like yeah. a lot of the younger cats. I mean, the sound has evolved, and some things are just like classic golden era. Where, yeah. where at the same time, if it came out today, it probably be like ah, that sounds. It don't sound like the current. Yeah, it ain't. Yeah, it ain't what it's weird. The game changes. I always say the game changes every other month. You know, the game, the sound was cool, was not cool. But um, the only thing I think our upper edge is that we just make real music and real can never. It never yeah. will go out of style because people are like he's not. I told them too. I said, listen to my album. I said, and you're not gonna find a lie in there. You're not gonna find one lie. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying I ain't, I'm driving this type of car. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying I, anything I say. I'm telling you the truth. So I feel like. No matter what they ever gonna say about me, I'm like man, he always kept it real. Authentic. When it comes to being authentic, that's always it, we live in a fake world. Bro. Oh yeah. We yeah. live in a very artificial world where people's priorities, everything is. There's just a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And anytime up. you're bringing truth, that's what gets a reaction. Yeah. Like there's a there, one of the comedic structures. One of the ways to make people laugh is by. Pay attention when you see the next comedy show. With anytime they do a joke, that's like, oh, that's funny because it's relatable. Yeah. Or we yeah. recognize that. There's a yeah. recognition in your brain. Yeah. And and it, oh, it's true. Yeah, that, oh man, yeah, my girl does the same shit when I'm trying to put up picture frames, and then it, it turns into this, and that's oh my god. Yeah. Oh, or y'all remember back in the day when people would knock on the door and how you'd open the door? Oh my god, dude, that was that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets a big reaction, and to me. That's one of that's one of the ways to compare rap to um, comedy is you're pimping the pen, right. you're using your words, you know, you're performing, but there's ways to get a reaction out of people. Yeah, you know, pull it out of them. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I and I even think like I remember like going to L.A. and being around these art, art, art at my boy's studio, and like the girls are all talking about who's fake and fake and fake and fake. And my boy's from H-Town, he's like, bro, it's so fake out here. Yeah. He, goes, he goes, when they meet somebody like us, like you real, like I, loyal, like you know, they 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 get shocked like, oh shit, like you not, yeah. oh man, you real, you a real person. I was like, that's weird to me. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, you would know just being around the people, like industry people, real industry man, people, bro. man, those are the biggest snakes and fakes. And, and, and oh, really, man. it's good to always have like your compass, like your moral compass, like yeah. you have to know you what you're trying to get out of the game and the line you're not willing to cross in terms of selling out like people mm-hmm. got to know their boundaries yeah and um i lived in la for a year so you know you, you know traffic houston traffic's bad but i love la i got love for the people and you know especially east la that's mainly where i live um 
I love the flavors. It's a big ass Mexican ass city. It's a big yeah. crazy. City. There's a lot of opportunity. There's beaches. I love it. But there is like when people started saying, um, man, Harvey Weinstein and all these people, man, they they was they was fucking they was fucking these actresses. Yeah. And, and this that. and that. And and I said, hey, this ain't the first time at Hollywood and fuck somebody. Yeah. Because there's there's literally like some of these casting calls, there's people that move out there from all over with this dream. And sometimes there's these bullshit casting calls where it's like, we need a six foot two blonde girl who knows how to um do the hula hoop or some yeah, shit. Yeah, you yeah. got a thousand blondes that are six two, exactly how they describe. They know how to do the hula right. hoop, and they bring them in one by one. It's just yes, no, 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 yes, maybe, no, no. And so it's like, where does like your dignity? You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's like, yeah. damn, how many of those can you do before it wears on you, and you're just like, ah, uh, this ain't what the fuck I signed up for. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't. It's it's so, man. People out there, and then they selling dreams, and you get sold dreams, you know, sold dreams. But I feel like. With that kind of like like that dude like you said you know fucking actresses and all this type of shit like the game's a dirty game and yeah. the ones who's willing to play is the ones who's gonna get the shine but man like that type of and it, it I feel like it's the like, the artists who let that shit happen or let some gay shit go down or no disrespect to gays but to them if you're a straight man I don't have no problem with gays my th my problem is if you're a straight person. I mean, if you if you say you're if you cover it up if you lie about mm -hmm. it, like if you be who you are, don't lie. But then, thing is though, they some of these dudes, man, like, man, we last time we went to LA, we just heard so many rumors and things about all these people. Like, yeah, oh, so and so, you know, yep. he likes this, and it's like, damn, it's shattering like Big name. childhood, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, like. Damn, I remember bro. we were in the um, we were in the uh, Carlos Mencia when mm -hmm. he did his show on Comedy Central. He had invited us out there. And uh, so I could be a part of the first show. And we're hanging out in the green room, and um, one of the writers is in there. And I think Tom Cruise was on TV, and he's just like, oh, yeah. Or they did a skit, and they're like, yeah, Tom Cruise is probably going to sue us. And I was like, I didn't get that joke. Because I was like, I didn't get it, man. Something about yeah. Tom Cruise. Like, what, what does that mean? He's like, yeah, yeah. They say uh, he, he kind of goes both ways out here. Da, da, da. Man, and, um, that's just wild. Yeah, just, we, were, we were all from Houston. We're just like, what? Tom Cruise? Mission Impossible? Yeah, bro. It's fucking yeah. impossible. That's how we was, bro. The names was, man. But, it, but even like Atlanta, man. Like a lot of them executives, like a lot of hip hop is based out there. And mm -hmm. it's also like a, you know, very... You know, big gay population. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them, and a lot of them cats. Huh? Yeah, a lot of transvestites out there. Oh, shh. they probably got a little bit of everything, but, mm -hmm. but like, but it's, it's like, yeah, you hear those stories, man. People in the music business that yeah, are out there, bro. and it's you sad, know. bro. It's really sad. Remember, um, B2K. That one dude went on YouTube just saying it, like he's saying it. Yeah, my man, it was fucking. Wow. Like the Rasby dude, he was crying. But, and, on the and he was a youngster too. And right? they said it was him, and it was a, it was a manager and Marcus Houston that was doing that shit. So it's like, man, y'all letting this shit happen. But at the end of the day, you you you, you even if you're 17, 18, if I'm sad, well, back when I was 18, wasn't nobody fucking me. Yeah, Ain't yeah, nobody about yeah. to try to, you know? Because, but I'm like, but they know it's at that cost of. Whatever it is that somebody and what I heard though is just that these these executives these older these people above you they doing they do that to these artists because they have something to hold over their head now okay you can't you know and once you start going against the grain and not listening and not doing mm -hmm. they got man why you think and I feel like every day they ruin like they they wait to a certain point and then they they start sabotaging these people's career Bill Cosby 
you know, um, damn, this, this, all well, the people. Yeah, and you're not supposed to be putting pills. Putting pills you know what I'm saying? Pill like, <laughs> you're not supposed to put pills in a girl's drink. But, but you, know what, you, know what's, you know what's crazy, man, is that I've heard you should never do that. Like, yeah, that's wrong. No, no, that's wrong. That. But motherfuckers was really making an argument that it's like, Oh man, back then it was just a different time, man. And they were, <laughs> they were called Mollies. Or not Mollies. Uh, what is it? Ru- roofies. Um, yeah, I know they call Roofies, but it's something. Loops? Mickey. Mickey? Slip, slip, on, slip on a Mickey. It's like an old school term. And, I never and, heard yeah, Everybody and was on That's how they're making it sound. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, first and foremost, man, you got to keep yeah. your nose clean and you can't be just running reckless because I feel it has a lot to do with the ego and a lot yeah. to do with wanting to have power. Yeah. Um, I, it's know. so, man, that's weird to me, though, bro, because I mean, I just never, I mean, I just can't, and you can't see these people, these artists, these actors, and doing that because Bill Cosby, like, like my girl's mom, she's like, she always said that she thought, see, my girls have black, and she's like, I thought that. That was my. Like, I felt like I wanted him to be my dad. Yeah. Cause you know, growing up, that's what it was like. And to he find was out he's TV dad, famous find, TV. Dad. Yeah, find out he's over there look, popping pills and, and women's drinks. Like, damn, that's heartbreaking. But and and the crazy thing is, he's gotten some. Uh, what do you call it? Um, a lot of folks like uh, this black comedian named Hannibal Burris called him out about that shit. He's really the one that kind of stirred up the pot For because real? he he had a show. And he, I think he did some type of joke, and um, people in the audience were like, "What? No, that's Bill Cosby or something." And he basically his little punchline was like, "Well, fuck, Bill Cosby been putting pills, and, you know, been raping women for years, and y'all getting mad at me over da da da." And his whole his whole point was that Bill Cosby is the dude, like smug. He's the dude who who will go around preaching to the black community like yeah. you got we got to pick our pants up and we can't be using the n-word and yeah. hip-hop is bad and basically like kind of being that preachy perfect yeah like, oh i'm perfect nose in the air and then that shit came full circle and now it's like all right bitch who's perfect yeah straight up no because i remember i remember um eddie murphy I, i'm pretty sure yeah. i think it was the raw or the um what's the other delirious one? delirious and he says something about Bill Cosby gave him a call and told him, "Don't be cussing." Yeah, filth, flour, yeah, flaring, filth. Yeah. yeah, he goes and he said, "Man, fuck that shit." He's like, "Man," because and it was, you know, I called Richard Pryor. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him I said suck my dick. Yeah, tell him I said suck my have dick. Have a coke yeah, and smile. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. He yeah. said, hey, "Bro, yeah, have a coke and a smile. Yeah, shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up." Yeah, but man, that's why I was like, "Yo, like, bro," but it's like because I feel like the best way to always. Keep it where nobody can tell you or, or do anything to you is if you just show your full self. Or for I show people, you show your flaws, you admit, you say your flaws, and people learn to start loving you for that instead of loving you for trying to be perfect. Cause yeah. nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Everybody got everybody's everybody's fucked up. Everybody made mistakes. Everybody's, you know what I'm saying? But not putting pills in no women's drink because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just next level out of there. Especially if you're a celebrity with all that money, you tripping. But what you were saying, what you were saying, um, you you were saying like I that you feel that sometimes they hold stuff to have control over you in case you become hard, difficult to work with, yeah. quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, I feel like I experienced a little bit of that, like, um, just from not just from being young and not knowing that when you're in business with a, with a, um, a record company, it's like a marriage. Damn. So you have to maintain it communication-wise so that nobody gets their feelings hurt and nobody feels like mm-hmm. you're getting over on them yeah. or, or shit ain't, 
you know, what have you done for me lately? Type yeah, of yeah. <clears throat> to quote Eddie Murphy. Um, but anyway, like, like in the in the record business, they say a broke artist is an obedient artist. So yeah. a lot of times when a when a, a a record label is in business with an artist, they don't want you to have like Cali. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to have like <laughs> your shit in order to where if they owe you millions, you have lawyer money to audit them. Yeah. According to your contract, we need to pull it up because we're you two and we sold fifty million records worldwide. What yeah. is this check? So. If you're not you two, you probably don't have the money because they have one thing about a record business, a record, um, those major labels, mm-hmm. they probably have more lawyers than they do anything else. Before they have ARs, which isn't really a thing anymore, they don't really have to like look for talent as much. Yeah. Just go online. Um, but but a broke artist is an obedient artist. So in a, in a, when, the, when you're negotiating with them, or I'll give you an example. When Lil John was signed to TBT Records, mm-hmm. um, they that that label was notorious for fucking over artists, as a lot of them are. So they owed Lil John millions of dollars because he sold millions of records, and they were like bird feeding him, just like ah, oh, well you know he's a little something here. And meanwhile, Buddy got all the money in the bank. Yeah. So John tried to revolt, and he was kind of like, all right, bitch. Well, guess what? You want another album, don't you? Yeah. All right then. Well, you owe me some money for my last album. I'm not. I'm gonna hold out. And in the meantime, I'm gonna go produce and be featured on other people's artists. Yeah. Here's the fucking kicker. <clears throat> there is a clause in a standard, you know, quote unquote. There's no such thing as standard. There's a clause called the um, courtesy clause. Now, now, a gentleman taught me this, and I'm I'm passing on this game. So there's a thing called the um the courtesy clause, mm-hmm. which means. All right, little John, you over there doing features with Sierra and all these people? Okay. Well, when their s- staff sends us over paperwork so that we can give the courtesy, little John appears courtesy of TBT Records, we're not going to sign it. And that can't come out, and you ain't going to get paid. So it's almost like you smoking them out. Like yeah. you, you're trying to starve them out yeah. to where... They need uh, you. Yeah. To where it's like, well, fuck it. And like Pimp C said in a Big Pimpin', he said, uh, no, uh, no record till Whitey pay me. Not what y'all know about them Texas Yeah, boy. You know what I mean? No record till Whitey. I never really understood, like, out of his lyrics, that one little line. Like, what is he saying? And somebody broke it down. Like, no record till Whitey pay me. Meaning, yeah, I'm, no not gonna jive, me. I'm not yeah. going to give Jive records. I'm not giving Jive records this UGK album because y'all coming up short. Y'all bullshitting. Yeah. Because especially, I feel him, bro. And every time he would say, this is country rap tunes. Y'all something else. Y'all don't yeah. want us to be a part of y'all shit. Well, fuck it then. We don't want to be a part of y'all's yeah. hip-hop. Y'all's yeah. version of the hip-hop. And then he says, put our records on one side of the stove. Put y'all's on the other side. See who sell out first. Yeah. You know what I mean? As you do the glasses like this. Yeah, talking that shit. So, so yeah. because I feel them. I feel them because a lot of times what you think is mainstream really ain't mainstream. Yeah. It's all a lie. Yeah. It's all a facade. I see it first hand when we go into some of these comedy clubs these motherfuckers are running out of beer they're running out of beer they're sending people to the store for beer because Mm. my crowd likes to have fun and they want to fucking party and turn up and and so here's my little complaint here's my beef sometimes you'll see uh, certain comedians who can't sell a ticket 
they can't give away a ticket yeah. but because they were on such and such tv show they were on such and such show network one day but they ain't really got no following following yeah, no meaning if people ain't really fucking with you and they're not really actively checking for you and they're not making an effort to call the babysitter get the haircut she want an yeah, outfit yeah. wash the car scoop you at this time drop off the kids all this to stand in line, wait, and then they seat you. Now you can yeah. start drinking. Yeah. Uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. Then, then you just not really, you're not really popping. Even though everyone thinks you're what mainstream looks mm -hmm. like. No, we're what mainstream yeah. looks like. We we're, we're really the mainstream. That's yeah. the thing that I, I hope, I hope motherfuckers really listen to this part. We really are. And what I mean, like, we, I don't just mean Mexicans. I just mean, like, the real shit that makes America what it is. Like, like if you look at, dude, how many dances and mm -hmm. slang words have come from the ghetto and yep. the hood? But yep. sometimes the money don't trickle back to, to this little word so that got made up. Yeah, that word, that this, that the dab. And I'm not saying I made this shit up. But yeah, somebody did. Yeah. And somebody ain't giving, I, I think. Sometimes they do. I don't know if me. Yeah, like it's up. crazy. Like, who, who was it? Like Wayne, Lil Wayne talking about, you know, he invented the word bling bling. Yeah. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Yeah. Like, he was like, nobody was saying bling bling before that song came out. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, somebody needs, somebody needs to be getting paid for it. But I don't know. I just think, like, that's, that's honestly the truth. And now I think a lot of artists have more longevity in the game now because of the internet. Mm -hmm. Like, like let's say like these hype okay i don't know who comes out one song and like the little pump dude the dude little pump he's a uh -huh, rapper right uh -huh. he got they, they he got this uh they they're famous and that, and then it's not even the music no more it's just they're on the internet they got they they got four naked women around them and you know it it makes people want to stay following them so if you don't come out with a song for another year you're still gonna be famous because i just got to post a picture and everybody's going i'm gonna keep them updated with what, what i got going but it's just, I feel like at that point, like, oh, I guess like the 05 range, like you had to be coming with the music, you had to be coming with shit, and now it's not even about the music, it's about... Uh, I think, I think honestly, bro, I think uh, for the most part, even back then, mm -hmm. this is one thing I preach to comedians because I saw it firsthand in the rap game, which is a lot of times it ain't really about who's the best because mm -hmm. chances are, you're not gonna be the best. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna be the funniest all the time, everywhere, yeah. every night. Yeah. So, so my thing is like, it's like the, a lot of other shit does come with it. So even if you look at comedians, some of the successful comedians, like a lot of times they just had a dope delivery, or they mm -hmm. had a, a ill business sense with like a management team, and they just finessed one thing into mm -hmm. another into another. Um, yeah, like like Steve Harvey. I never thought Steve Harvey was that funny. It was his delivery. Uh, honestly, bro, I, to this day, I really can't tell you a whole lot of Steve Harvey. You never, stuff. you never watched him. Man, it just I don't. Now talk to me about like Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, that's my. Even though that was the same type of era, same similar lane, because they're both like good at hosting. But I I, I fucks with Cedric. To yeah. me, Cedric just reminds me of like he's like. He's telling you. He's telling you some real ass shit. He's spitting mm -hmm. some real, little, real, just like Mike Epps. He's yeah. telling you some real little stuff. <laughs> and, um, Mike Epps is hilarious in too. a fly way. So, sometimes Mike Epps has little off nights on some of the projects. I, I, I think. I think what killed him is I don't know. Like the, some of the movies he did, but I really Steve Harvey. Like you said, delivery. Like it's just the way he came. Like you know, approach. Like 
Bernie Mac is super. I think he's one oh, of the yeah. funniest. You yeah. know, but he just, I like him. He, I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like just coming out with that, letting people. And I was like, that's the way artists. I feel like every artist where I go out the show or whenever I'm doing a show, I always tell everybody, you gotta let motherfuckers know you ain't scared oh, of them. Yeah. And once you let them know that. They can gain a respect level for mm-hmm. you, and now they can listen to you. You win them over. Yeah, because they like very that. Smart. You know, they like that. They like they they don't like an artist who who's kind of uh, one foot in, one foot out. I don't know if this is going like they're not gonna jam the shit unless you thinking it's jamming. They're not gonna. You know? And and that approach you just said, the one about was kind of like wishy washy. Like I'm gonna go yeah. up there kind of low key. Yeah. See, anytime I've ever done that, it's been my worst shows ever. Yeah. And yeah, um, me I mean, I just learned it the hard way. And my point is that approach is too risky. Yeah. Meaning, yeah, you, you might get lucky, and they just, oh, I like this, you know, this vulnerable side, like, or it's just kind of, yeah. it's kind of low energy, you know, it's kind of low energy. Kind of low energy. Yeah. You know, I think it's gonna ramp up in a little bit. Nah, that shit is too risky, yeah. especially in in like hip hop, especially lyricists like yourself. Yeah. You, you listen to Merce at all? Mm-mm. Never heard of him. Merce? Merce? Yeah, M-U-R-S. M-U-R-S. <clears throat> I gotta look him His up. His style is like, I don't want to categorize it as like, he's not necessarily backpack. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a lyricist. He's definitely hip-hop. Conscious. Yeah. And I mean, it's I don't even think it's like on some preachy vegan type shit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, yo, zero emissions <laughs> on my hybrid. No. No but starch. Like, I'll tell you a quick story on him. He, um, a long time ago, when I first started kind of making some noise and getting hit up for like features and stuff, he was one of the folks that called, and um, my manager gave him like the um, gave him the, the price price like the yeah. at the time it's like yeah this is the price you know it, it was good it was worth me stopping everything that I'm doing and going in to do what I had to do, and I was just like yeah I don't know who this cat is and my manager at the time Dave he was like yeah I think I heard of him or suppose he has a name or something. Anyway, we charged them. I did it. Well, the remix had E40. The song had E40 oh, on it. Shit. John Cena, the wrestler. John Cena. And I almost wish, like, man, I wish I could just go back and just go and harder right. on it. Cause, and then Merce is a beast. Um, I didn't know at the time. So to this day, to this day, every once in a while, every blue moon, I'll have somebody who does not look like a Chingo fan at all. And yeah. they'll be like, hey, bro, I, I, I first peeped you on that Merce, man, with John Cena and E-40, man. You went in or whatever. That's crazy. And I was like, damn. And I noticed like it brought me a little handful, not a lot, because I wasn't really about that life, but yeah. a little handful of like little like, you know, I'm a DJ. And you can just tell how they dress. Like, man, this ain't really my fan. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, Merce, he... I, dude, I got booed at one of his shows, bro. For real? He he came to one of my shows in um. It's only like one of the handful of times I've ever been booed. Um, and, and so let me just tell you that story real quick. So he came to one of my shows in South Central. Uh, I think it was like South Central. In L.A. L.A. Yeah. Right. It was like in the hood. It was like like El Chapo trap. Yeah. Like, like Little Sinaloa and that bitch. Yeah. And uh, we we did our we did the we did a thing and he came through. And uh, he had, um, by then we had became cool, man. Um, yeah, y'all already. He got married, and um, he wanted a pair of uh, some boots, so I had him some boots made, and boom, he rocked them hoes on his wedding. And um, so anyway, he invited me to this big festival he does called Paid Dues. Sometimes Paid he'll have like Wu Tang or people like that out there on his lineup, so all on his line, like Logic probably as he was coming up, those type of folks. And he just threw me up there, hey man, you want to do a quick little 10, 15? All right, cool. 
I probably went up there with some grill, like the grill song, and it just took that one motherfucker. It was I don't know if he if he felt I don't know if he felt that doubt in my head, like like me in my head thinking like, man, look how I'm dressed in front of these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this, this is probably not my crowd. I don't know how to yeah, And I'm up there. I got a big white cup, pink, purple, and Jemima. Man, my teeth shine, more shiny, yeah, the shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm hitting yeah. him with the little pimp swag, and these motherfuckers didn't want that. <laughs> it took one, it took one to just be like, "Boo, bitch!" Yeah, get the, and then oh, it was like God. his homie was like, "Yeah, okay, we're doing this. Fuck it, boo!" Because oh, it was like man. ten thousand. I didn't get booed by all ten thousand, but but it was ten thousand motherfuckers. So they they feel like they could kind of throw a rock and not yeah. really be seen. <clears throat> So I was like, all right, well, you know, we'll fuck it then. I forget how I ended it, but, you yeah, know, I got yeah. off. But he ended up telling me, like, a time when he was on stage and he had to go up, like, almost like on some Bernie Mac shit. Yeah. And he, he and I was like, what'd you do, man? How'd you do it? He's like, man, I just knew. He's like, I had to just put my foot on their neck in yep. the beginning because they had just, like, booed the guy before. Mm -hmm. Like, the real hardcore, like, purists. Like the purest yeah, motherfuckers. Oh yeah, like we're like yo hip hop, hip hop shit. Yeah. You know what's crazy though is that there's purists about everything. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> we, had, we had just bought these little bikes from I off of IKEA, from IKEA, the kind you build. Yeah. So I had to build that bitch. Got these brand new little bicycles, and um, I took it to the bike shop here in Third Ward. Man, this dude literally like was like. Oh, you built this so wrong. Give me a hand. He slapped my hand. He's like, look, look, look at this brake. You see, this, this is a rear differential. Like, I, see, this right here, this is like the transmission of a bicycle. <laughs> and like purists. And I thought to myself, hey, bro, it ain't that serious, man. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to ride the bike around the city. I don't need to know oh, every like, little thing. Yeah, that's and a, he was like on some backpack. Like for bikes. Basically. Backpack for bikes. Man, I think I, I, I think I've always been like that. Like I remember being in, go, we go to... Um, we go to Atlanta. He been with me, and you know Atlanta's all black. You know this. Well, oh, the, it's a lot of Mexican. Yeah, there's a lot of Mexicans out there. I think, but at the it was the A3C festival, so it's hip hop. A A3C. Yeah, uh -huh. A3C. It stands for All Three Coast, and you go out there, bro. And the first thing is like, you gotta let like, like we went to talk to a high school, and the high school, the high school was pretty mixed in, but there was a lot of black kids, a lot of few Hispanics. I'm talking to them, and mind you, you know, you're talking to 16, 17-year-old kids, and they don't know who, who the fuck you are. They're just looking at me like, but one thing that, that showed them was like, they were like, oh, well, would you rap? Well, rap right now. I don't know. Boom. Well, I'll rap. And, and you're like, bitch, kick the beat. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, shit, let's <laughs> well, do it. Boom. There, huh? After that, they were like, oh, shit. After, all respect and love. And then even with the crowd, we go, we had a show that night. A uh, bunch of artists, man, and I ain't gonna lie, there was some I forgot one of the, it was a singer and then it was like another artist and, it re, and one is called Reason the Citizen he's from Colorado he's this dude's like like the whole show the whole show just but killing it staying on beat killed it and then the singer came up killed it and I'm looking and mind you these are black dudes I'm a Hispanic dude I'm coming up we're looking at each other like fuck we about to get our ass booed they about to not fuck with us get up there first thing I do is just start spinning acapella I'm going in Man, we want them right, right there. Cause I let, I just looked at them and I was like, it was, it was. I mean, it wasn't a big, big show, but it wasn't a small show. But I was, I don't give a fuck how many people here. Y'all, we, everybody scoot the fucking. We about to yeah, turn yeah. this bitch up. And my DJ be talking that shit. Like my DJ be like, this the best fucking rapper in Texas. Like that. So you hyping? I'm oh, like, shit. So people are looking <laughs> like, even you was like, God damn. Yeah, I'm looking back like, hold on, <laughs> yo, hold on, hold on. You be talking that shit. Muchas cremas los tacos. 
But but I, that's I love that. But I love that feeling though. Honestly, like that, I think that made me a better performer. I mean, every time anything like that, where I feel like this ain't my crowd, it always makes me a better performer. Your DJ was like, "Y'all heard of Bum B? Well, he better than Bum B." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Y'all heard of Scarface? Oh, he shit on Scarface. Yeah, Mike Z be talking that shit. I be looking. Shit, I swear, zero. zero? <laughs> yeah, bro. I be looking back. I be like. Come on, bro. But but the thing is, though, the best part about I think my DJ, my team is that they honestly and truly, truly believe like, no, this ain't nobody fucking with that. And you that's why everybody should that. feel around you. You know what I mean? And you, you gotta have with that. the com with your comedy. Your team should be like, yeah, this is the funniest yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Like, they gotta feel like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if you it's know, even, the future. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> even if you don't feel like. Shit, man. Sometimes, I mean, every I think every artist doubt themselves at times. Like, fuck, I don't know. Or, well, that's you, dude. That's a big part of being an artist. Yeah. It's like we're creative motherfuckers. So our our whole personality, our whole lifestyle, we look at the world different. Right. Right. That's one thing, man. That like I've always realized that, man. Especially like. Thank God, man. I don't got to get up every morning and be like stuck in traffic. Right. But I always think to myself like. Like, I'm so grateful. Like, especially, um, we've been taking time off the road. So when I'm at home on a weekend, I'll be like, babe, how good does it feel to be home? And it's like, just man, because we were on the go this whole year. So, so yeah, so just, like, just uh, that that's just part of who we are as artists, man, as creatives. Like, we just, we operate different. Yeah. The, so, of course, we doubt ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, I think the best part, the, the best artists, they they ones who admit it, admit the doubt overcome it you know what i'm saying and keep working and and then you still at the end of the day and we don't know because we're artists and we live in the world we feel like we live in the world artists and we're confident as fuck every, every one of us is confident as hell and it's 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 weird it's total opposite than like a regular person walking around they're not they at home they're confident but we got to be confident in front of ten thousand motherfuckers. yeah I, i'm mm. actually like a shy person in real life in real life i'm a shy motherfucker mm. Out in the world on social media, YouTube, on yeah. this microphone, madre, madre, like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I and I perform better when the the less that I care, yeah. the less that the the least amount that I care. Like when we shot the Netflix thing, um, psh, you oh, best believe. Dope too, yeah. Thank you. And I wasn't ready for that, but I had to psych myself out because I was only a few years in. You were like, fuck. And so I had to psych myself out. Like, look, all right, you signed up for this opportunity. You you agreed. Um, and now you need to fucking s those nerves you feel. That's just excitement. Like all these little yeah. things I gotta tell myself. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Like I be having to do all that just to make sure, just to make sure that my public is getting the best version of me when mm -hmm. I hit on stage. Because yeah. you can't get hit with a bunch of bad news, and you can't have like shit that I'm learning. You can't have a lot of motherfuckers in your green room, like yeah. the, the backstage. Yeah, straight up. You can't up. have extra. Ain't no plus one. Ain't no extra motherfuckers like. This dude might want to tell you his whole long sob story. This person might want to ask 50,000 questions. And now you got to go up on stage and, and focus. Right. So, dude, yeah, I be, dude, bro, we be shit. back there meditating. Sometimes we try to turn up. Sometimes we, it's been a few times we forget to pray. But we damn near pray yeah. before every show, at least before the night. Sometimes we do two shows a night. And, um, like, that's like my that's little ritual, do, man. Yeah. A little ritual. To You're right about that, though, because, I mean, I always tell people, like, I, I had one homeboy growing up named Rob. He would always say, man, don't make your problem my problem. He would always say that to everybody. Man, don't make your problem my problem. And you don't, I never, like, I never. <laughs> like a customer service motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, Ma'am, I understand it's the wrong mattress size. 
but you know you can't be rushing me now because yeah, you fucked up yeah like straight up and but hey, but i think that's the best thing with art. everybody got to be on the same frequency and if they not then now they're now they're disturbing your focus everybody should be on the same frequency same vibe have the same mindset and that's what i think me and my dj i think that's why we get we click so well together because at the end of the day i tell everybody like this is my life like the sacrifice we sacrifice we don't go to work every day. This we gotta make this work. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody else can under really understand that and really believe in it, man, that's the best. Like that's the best people you can ask for to be around you. So, but if motherfuckers be back there doing some, man, I'm like I ain't trying to do. Like the craziest part, my last show I did in Houston headline Walters was like last December, almost a year ago, mm-hmm. and we threw the whole show by ourselves. Well, right, we're getting everything ready because we as we threw the show, so we're getting everything set up. Boom, 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 getting banged on the door on the, in, the, in the back room. And uh, my, my boy Thomas had just, they, somebody killed him that night. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was right before, the, it was December 30th. Right before y'all went on right stage? Right before we went on stage. Yeah, about that, <sighs> yeah. And so all my, all my other homeboys are walking in, and bro, I just see they're crying, you know, everybody. And I'm trying to like, man, what I was like, yo, fuck? take a shot. And I'm like, yo, like, man, 22 years old. I'm, man, you know, if he was here, because, man, he would turn up at the shows all the time. If he was here, man, he don't want us to be sad. We were uh, talking there. But so trying to remain that and then just looking around and seeing everybody just like, I was like, man, that's the most, I, like, that's the most recent thing, the most I ever drank before a show because everybody was in the back taking yeah. shots. Like, and I was like, man. In but that I could, situation, it's like you had to self-medicate. Yeah, bro. Sometimes you got to be wise enough to know, I need a motherfucking drink. Yeah, I need something. To, I need something to take my mind. And then so I went on stage, man. But you could tell, like, you couldn't, of course, we're playing the songs, everybody's jamming. And then like shit, at least fifty to one hundred people that work on were already coming didn't come because they found out they're at his house that night and all kind of shit. So, I mean, it was still a good show, but I could tell myself I was like, fuck, I was like, man, like, you know, you didn't feel, you don't feel like doing, but I was still pushing through it. I did the whole, we did like a forty-five minute set, but man, I just remember getting that was the it felt like this it felt like every minute was an hour doing that show, and it was like God damn, bro. But um, yeah, so I really don't, man, I really. Try my best, cause it's funny, cause when you first start out, you want all your homeboys with you, your homeboys' brothers and sisters, and everybody come, everybody come, and then yeah. you start realizing, man, hold on, this is a job, this ain't a party. Yeah. And then you say, no, okay, we don't roll. Dude, honestly, up. bro, in my comedy shit, like I know a lot of people in a lot of different cities, right? But sometimes, like you really, you really don't have like time. Yeah. Or you almost half-assing, like say you trying to hang with them, you almost half-assing that because you halfway over here trying to deal with fans, or you yeah. trying to take pictures, you trying to do something else, or right. you trying to go over your material, or or you want to massage that day so that that evening yeah. you could be cool, or be calm. you might want to hit the gym, or you might want to go get a good meal because yeah. the food, you know, Gas that's a big look. Yeah. I, I could t- this is how you can tell I'm an old man. <laughs> Sometimes, man, we'll be out of town with like comedians and stuff. And me and my girl will, will venture off. We'll go to like a Whole Foods or something, make sure we get some good or a diner. It's just something to like sit down, eat good. Even if right. it's like a steakhouse, just something with some vegetables on the side, whatever. <laughs> and, and, then, um, steak, dog. and then we might we might go um, like for a little hike or go to the gym or get a massage, like little stuff like that. Right. And then um, and then by the time we get to the um, Oh, sleep in too. So by the yeah, time we get to the in. show, by the time we get to the show, rest is super important. Some of the comedians be like, "Man, what y'all do today?" I said, "Man, I did the most important shit I could do with my time. Like, like yeah. if I'm manager of me and myself and my body, if I'm managing me, 
I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Like an old person, man. When I was now, a kid, I'd be like, oh, man, fuck sleep. We stand <laughs> up. We stand up. We getting up. Ain't shit. But I, I said, well, look, we slept in. We got some good food, like, you know, some healthy shit, like something that you're going to feel full and you energize or whatever. Right. And then um, maybe like a sweat exercise or a massage or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm a thousand percent ready. I'm in a good mood. I'm relaxed. I'm mind focused. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't sleep. Oh, man. I, oh, man. I, we went to that school that whole day in Atlanta. I probably slept and I probably slept not even an hour. It was an hour drive to get to the school. I'm, I'm in there, hungover. I'm just wow, man. But we put, we gave it up. We gave it a hundred percent that we could at the time. We, we inspired these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. And after, after, bro. Oh man, they got me. But they know everybody. It's so funny because I tell them, I'm like, man, don't call my phone before twelve o'clock unless we got something to do, some money to go get. Because I'm asleep. But I can't do anything without. I can't go to the studio. I can't do nothing without working out. I have to work out. Mm -hmm. I work out every day. I, I work out every day. But my problem is I eat like shit. But I work out every day, uh, man, and it gets me, you know what I mean, get your blood flowing, it gets you feeling yeah. good, because you know you just worked out and you get your adrenaline flowing, and man, I, that, get, like, I can, I, right after I leave the gym is when I write all my music. I have to go to the gym for, I can't, like, I hate being dry in the studio and just, oh man, like most people, some people drink, some people smoke, I gotta work out before the, before the studio. And there's a drink called Bang, have you heard of Bang? It's, it's like, like a new a, energy drink. Like a uh -huh, pre-workout or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, man, that shit right there, right there. That shit got me through some sessions. Man, I, I, I had to slow down. Man, I'm getting old, bro. <laughs> what, what, what my, bitch, dog, my bitch ass ordered decaf coffee the other day, bro. If you don't, if somebody don't come slap shit out of me, when you see me in person, you have permission to slap shit out of me because I ordered a fucking decaf. Because it's like, well, I still want the taste. I still... Yeah. Well, we just had dinner. I still kind of want to like, you know, I, I'm down. You want to chit chat? I'm down. Oh, wait, it's 5.30 in the evening. I start looking at my watch doing math. Like, like 10 hours from now. Oh, no, that's still going to be in my system. <laughs> and the waitress, waitress looking at me like, you little bitch. <laughs> Man, I fucking dog. No, I and, and I used to, I even sold pre-workout for a hot stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. I had that. That shit was good, too. I took that. Yeah, yeah we made I some. left that shit in fucking Austin, bro. I was mad than a motherfucker. We got, man, we, we reordered a few times, and we got some bad work one of the times, man. For like, real? I kind of got, I don't want to say I got burned with the, the manufacturer, but, like, they blamed it on UPS or the FedEx truck or something, but a lot of them came, like, caked up. All like, right, like they, solid. They, they, they threw the little packet in there. I don't know if the machines where it seals with the little foil top. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Moisture, heat, humidity. <clears throat> but uh, I was like, hey, man, what the fuck? That UPS truck, it, it has to, like, hurry. Like, I don't know, did this dude pull over in the sun? Yeah, like, what happened? But uh, that, that it gave me um. That kind of gave me a little bad taste, but I'm like, you know what? I have no business. Like, that was just an experiment. Like, that was tight though. That was it's so crazy. it's so like crazy. Um, I was happy, huh? No, mama's way. Oh yeah, we made some shirts with the No Mama's Way, like W. Yeah, not the and man, I took the pre work. I took it. I, I took it to South. That got me through South by. South by Southwest shows. <laughs> I had to take it. I would go work out, run and shit. Oh my god, that's how I left it in Austin. This, this should have been a commercial for it, man. <laughs> if, I was, if I was still in the pre-workout business, <laughs> straight up, man. But, like, but yeah, like I gotta be real. Like I, I chill. I almost like I promote sleep more now, and I chill out on. Then. It's like motherfucker, weren't you just selling pre-workout? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I fucks with coffee. I, I love caffeine, 
but I just feel like a pre-workout for me is almost like a little bit too much. Yeah. Them hoes is too potent. So, and then the, the formula we had was potent because I know people like that shit. Yeah, yeah, they like they. I mean, me, I ask him, like, bro, I take pre-work. I mean, he owns the shop, so I go in there, and it's, man, like. What, what's the name of your shop again? The Fresh Factory. Yeah, the Fresh Factory. Fresh Factory. Yeah, it's a man. Are you going anywhere at Paradigm or um, West Ham? And you're, and you're located. Uh, this is Sal. Yeah, Sal. Inside of LA Fitness, and then yeah. it's your boy. Y'all. Yeah, that's my yeah my best homie. So we, yeah, I go in there, man. It's funny because, man, I ain't got no damn membership. I ain't, I ain't never paid for a membership day in my life. I walk in there, the front desk people be, sir, sir, who are you? I'm like, man, I'm going to the Fresh Pack. I will go in there, everywhere, San Antonio too. I'll be walking in them gyms, but, man, I take, my favorite one is, is have you heard Noxy Pro? No. It's a pre-workout Noxy Pro. My favorite man. He just makes me feel stronger and type shit. But I get through that. Gets me like, cause usually I'm not like if I'm not. I think if I'm not like doing after workout, I feel good. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't like talking to people. I don't like like even my own homies. I was like, ah, oh, they call. I call them later. But when I get out the gym, I call him. Hey, what's up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm 100 miles my, an hour. Yeah, my mind's running, and I think that's what gets me going. I think that's what that's the thing with the drink. I think when I drink, like when. Especially because you know, being social, you gotta be so, being an artist. You gotta, hey, what's up? How you doing? And I just got told. I did an interview in San Antonio the other day, and they were like, "Man, some artists are real short with their fans. Like, real like, oh, what's up? Like, all right, mm-hmm. cool, thank you. Like, but they're like, you talk to your fans. Like, you yeah. really talk to them. I was like, like, yeah, you got to, because that's what makes them like, man, that, that was a cool. They people don't remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel, mm-hmm. and you make them feel good and comfortable. Man, yeah, bro, because they gotta feel comfortable to be your fan. Some if you make somebody uncomfortable being your fan, and why would they want to support you? Like, nah, that nigga's a dickhead. I don't want to, yeah. man. Fuck him. I don't give a fuck how good he is. Man, he treated me like shit. You know, people remember that because these are people, and most people I feel like. So I know some artists too. They, I can't. Man, I remember in Atlanta. Um, you know, who Vic Mensa is. I heard of. Him. Okay, he's with Jay Z. He's now. from Chicago, right? Yeah, from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it was his show. It was a dude. It's his dude, Casey Veggies. Uh, he's from LA, mm-hmm. but he was on the show too. And we went, it was in Atlanta. And bro, I'm talking about it. the whole crowd was going towards Vic Mensa. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Everybody's trying to take a picture with him. This dude, Casey Veggie, walks out, which has a big fan base too. One person, one dude, hey, yo, can I get a picture with you? And he was like, man, get somebody, get this nigga. Like, man, get them the fuck away from me, type shit. And we're like, I'm bitch ass home. Yeah, like that shit. Like, <laughs> but I love you. Yeah. Get your bitch ass on. Yeah, I was like, bro, how can you do that to these people that, that really fuck? They probably, they, at the end of the day, the fans, that's what's paying for yeah. the bills, you know? They, there's, they a, there's a little article, uh, I don't know if it's an article, it's a little essay called 1,000 True Fans. Y'all can Google it. Um, I heard um, this 1, one podcast fans. dude named Tim Ferriss, <clears throat> he always talks about it, but it, long story short, the 1,000 True Fans is like, you can make a good living if you have like a thousand true fans and yeah. you find a way for them to spend like a hundred dollars with you, um, you know, in some cities, a hundred grand go a lot further than others. But yeah, this one for sure. Yeah, Excellent. but uh, but for sure. But um, but like for instance, it, it's just an example. It don't got to be a thousand. It could be two thousand, and you you trying to get fifty dollars, you know, from each right. customer or whatever. But like you putting out good quality stuff, and and then another thing people like is free content. You know right. what I'm saying? Free content, content. So I appreciate you being on this podcast. Oh, yeah. This is part of the content I'm trying to give oh, hell yeah. my, my audience. You yeah, know what I'm nah, saying? Nah, Hopefully yeah. they go and, and check you out. Uh, I'm going to put your Instagram and everything out there when I when I post it. But um, Oh, yeah, you had my Instagram going crazy when you reposted that video. Oh, yeah? Man, you had me going, why? Yeah. You, 
What uh, this one Bird did? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, the one with the it was the H Town battle where everybody was rapping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He posted it, man. Shit, we I, I was like, I didn't know what happened. I was at the gym. I look, I said, oh shit. I'm talking about follow, 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 follow. I was like, man, that's wild, bro. It's wild how much power, you know, that can that people you influence like the influence people are like, oh man. Oh, we're trying to build this podcast, man. We're trying to be like motherfucking. Okay, you see what you see what Piolin did, like mm-hmm. the Mexican radio in LA. He's like syndicated. You see Raul Brindis, he's syndicated. You got even like your Steve Harvey radio show, Ricky Smiley. You got yeah, all these yeah. people that are syndicated. Well, this is syndicated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, meaning, yeah. meaning if you have internet connection, you could find this. If you have a cell phone, you could find this. Right. You know? And we're trying to make it to where it's like uh like you know, what Ryan Seacrest did, to where it's just like, hey man. Motherfuckers, listen. Even though I gotta get these mic stands, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but we wanna we wanna blow it up to where, you know, people tune in and and, right. if, and if they have a road trip or they're at work on a forklift or they on a bike ride or they're at the gym or whatever, and you like to listen to podcasts, we wanna be one of those podcasts to yeah. where they could tune into our conversations. They're unfiltered, you know. Un- yeah, yeah. They're authentic. Yeah, everybody got. I think that's the best part though. When you just, you know what I'm saying. Talking shit, you can talk shit, say the truth, because at the end of the day, getting the truth out of artists and, and uh, entertainers now is so hard, because it's the, you said it's a fake world, it's a fake game, it's a lot of fake artists, a lot of fake people, and whenever you hear real motherfuckers just talk, that it's intriguing, because they're, man, that's like a breath of fresh air, oh man, that shit's it's true, that shit's real, yeah, I know, but man, I think that now, that would be the dopest shit, though, I, the okay. platform. You said how, what? How was that? Um, I want to ask you before we move on. The A3C. How was your experience there? Man, the conference. It, it's like a music. It's, it's almost like, a, like South by South. It's almost like South by, but it's all hip hop. Like there's nothing else. Oh, okay. So it was dope, man. But it, it was the most. The, the best part I think was just oh, was the um, the damn what are they called? Panels. They oh. have the panels and they have artists up there or whoever up there talking. Like and I remember this one dude. I can't. I don't even. Remember, I don't even think the dude was famous. I think he was just somebody that was good out there in Atlanta, and he's talking. But he goes, he goes like, how many, uh, how many people are artists in this room, rappers or whatever, and everybody putting their hands up. And he's like, let me tell you something right now. He's like, nobody gives a fuck about you. He goes, maybe your mama, your girlfriend, but other than that, nobody gives a fuck. He goes, it's your job. Make them give a fuck. And. A lot of these, are, and then he's telling us like, now he goes like, you know, like eighty percent of y'all in here ain't gonna make it, you know. He's like, and he goes like, he's just going in. But the thing is, like hearing them people like that, and then we even went to um, we uh, now nah, we went to uh, Nipsey Hustle. He did a, it was it's an artist. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Ryan, Ryan is it Ryan? Uh, bro, he's from like overseas, the overseas thing. Mm-hmm. But him and Nipsey created this little app where you have all your fans and numbers and text them but not from your number just from another number and listen to them talking about independent shit that was the best part that was the best like just like because you're picking up games trying to teach you how to make money off your records and so i mean the the performance i've seen a million hip-hop shows so i like i after i do anything like that Man, I listen to nothing but Odie's the whole week after. Odie's and country or Odie's and because it's uh, overload so on much hip hop in it. But it shows you a, sl- a slice, like a little sliver of what all is out there. Meaning, 
you start to hear like, okay, everybody has those kind of hi-hats in their beats. Or yeah. how can we, when we get back in the lab, simplify it, break it down so that maybe yeah. this stands out more? Or yeah. what's the new sound? Or, yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, it, I mean, going over there, and then you also see, like, uh, the saturation of the game, and then, you know, okay, I know I don't want to be like that. I know I want to be like this, like this image of myself I already have. I, I know, okay, we, gotta, we already created this lane. We just keep pushing through it. And because um, I seen artist, man, I seen artists like. I think it's a good thing. It's a it's a bad thing, but a good thing that I'm like, man, I'm not gonna just totally convert my sound. I always been like, all right, I'm gonna do this sound. But we do have to evolve, you know. Like you have to change with the game. The game, some shit ain't cool no more. Like, man, I slowed down. I actually slowed down. I used to be like, I remember being in the studio with Propane, and he's one man. He's one of, that's my homie for real. Like he's like my friend. Actually, my friend. And we're in the studio, and we did a record, but it's like a band broke spit. Yeah. And we're, we're going like back to back, back to back, back to back. And uh, we came at it, man. And I, I'm young. I was like 19. I'm trying to prove myself. Like, let him know, I'm rapping, motherfucker. Da, da, da. Get in there. And I think I'm doing like, with a bag in the back, that nigga, that, 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 and all this shit. And he was like, hey, bro, like, slow down a little bit. Like, you know, like, he's like, make records. People want to hear records. People want to hear songs they can remember. Women ain't singing that shit. You know, you want to make a record that women can sing. I slowed down. So we on this whole new album, man, we just focus on making jamming ass shit. Like I wasn't like, I'm not trying to out rap nobody. That's mm. like, I was like, that's easy. I can I can rap my ass off all day, but ain't nobody buying that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, what's know? the point? Yeah, yeah. I can sit there and try to, uh, man, I already, I already proved I can rap. Now it's make music. Can you make music? You know, that's what the bad thing. I think some of the best rappers can't make songs. You know, they can't make jamming And that, that's songs. what I was saying earlier about like it's not about who's the funniest per se of course we yeah. all want to be the funniest motherfucker right. or the or the best at your thing but there's so many other things that come with it right like, like for instance you could you could find yourself in a frustrating place when you're so locked into like let's just say the battle rap side but then you're frustrated because you're not getting some of the stuff that comes with this other side yeah and the biggest distinction is all right well that's two different styles of business that's two different lanes right um like how do i explain it like even in comedy there's like a backpack purist scene and then there, yeah. there's a lot of different little lanes and styles yeah so at the end of the day it's like don't worry about what kevin hart is i mean he's 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 finessing his little plan yeah, like he's, he's getting doing, his checks. He's doing his. You, yeah, you, you need to figure out how you gonna get your fans. Yeah. and your checks. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's how. I remember. It's just like my, oh, we go to the gym. Like I'll tell you, his brother. How he tells me, lift your weight. You know, like some people go in there and they like, motherfuckers ain't trying to go and they gonna hurt. You gonna hurt yourself. You're trying to, you gonna stay in your own lane because it's less traffic. That's what I always exactly. say. You know, stay in your own lane because it's less traffic. I ain't gotta go. At the end of the day, like, I think. That I don't want to, man. I used to be like the most like I'm gonna compete because you're young. You want to, you have to want to. Yeah. I mean, and rap is a competitive sport. I think anything like that, comedy, anything entertainment wise, is competitive because mm -hmm. there's a million motherfuckers who want to do it. But if when you start prospering in it, of course, you know you want to go up there. Well, I'm gonna be man. I could do this with the best of them. Put me with whoever, and we gonna we gonna get to it. But also now, I think being in the game and realizing my target fan base and seeing the shift that I'm trying to make in our culture, I'm trying to make it like. I want people to to be like that motherfucker right there. He can get on a song with Kendrick Lamar and he can go bar for bar with him. You know, and he's brown. Now, let me let me make a note about that. When you say Kendrick Lamar, we have to we have to acknowledge that it's Kendrick Lamar who works with Dre. Right. So, here's what I want to say about that cuz this is a a thing that 
I know I maybe suffered from, but I see it nine times out of ten with rappers or artists. So, for instance, Kendrick Lamar was rapping before Drake. Right. But a lot of times you have a talent, and sometimes, whether you're Miguel, the R&B singer, or who, whoever, right. uh, whether you're Dome Man, it's almost like, who's the producer that mm -hmm. sits down music? Imagine if you sat down with, like, Mike Dean or yeah, somebody, and Mike crazy. Dean said, I'm going to set aside time from being on tour with Kanye and, and yeah, all this, fuck with you and all this other yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To producing all this shit. But imagine, like, you sit down with a, or, or whoever, like, like Kendrick, like again, Kendrick before, it's like a, a, a producer sometimes has the ability to see shit. It's like, it's like you being an actor yeah. and him being the director. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they have the ability to kind of see shit in a certain way and be like, all right, let's just, like even Eminem, bro, yeah. Eminem was rapping before Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, he's not the same Eminem. Like he probably learned how to make music, make records, and figure out a different side of the business when he got with Jimmy Iovine and, and that distribution system and MTV and a budget yeah. and all this other cool shit. Yeah. Um, but, but the main thing, my main point is even Eminem came in raw, had to sit down with Drake, and Drake played that beat. And then, hi kids, do yeah. you like violence? Yeah. He, he kind of was like, hey man, it's like, let me. So, like, yeah, it was just dope. It's almost like he was a battle rapper, and now he's like killing it on MTV, and then the rest mm -hmm. is history. And the war, yeah, the, one, of the, one of the greatest ever. And I mean, I think, like, yeah, and I see, like, what I really, what I really wish, like, I heard somebody say this the other day. They go, Scarface should have been like Jay's, like should have been where Jay's at. Not not business minded, but just as far as as far as being the artist. You know what I'm saying? Being the artist. He was here one time, wasn't he a VP of uh, uh Def Jam Def Jam South? And so they're like, but I mean, I don't know what I don't know what personal decision or whatever was happening, but all I know is like we don't have that like down here. I don't think we have that. We have, but the thing is though. Like I was just talking to a Mexican DJ, a Hispanic DJ, and not just, but it is about Mexicans for me because you know that's my movement, that's what we push, mm -hmm. that's what we represent. So a lot of times, that's kind of the the realm we usually have to kind of like. You got to make your name when you're brown and you rap. Do brown people fuck with you? Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Got, yeah, it's I, almost like do you have your own kind? Basically, it sounds racist as fuck. But, but it's the truth. I, yeah, it's the I truth. knew I knew off top getting yeah. in the game. Like, look, I'm not I'm not a, a I'm not a thug. I'm not a gangster. You know. Oh, um, how am I gonna do this? Yeah. And I was like, I like to have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I would clown on my, my mixtapes, and and that got a little bit of attention. Or I do sk uh, skits for people's yeah. albums who are really rappers, and I still to this day. I mean, they love. I could shit. rhyme or whatever, but to this day, like, I don't. There's just so much of me, like funny or like comedian and then business side yeah. there's all these other little ingredients yeah that that man that's the best you're not one dimensional you know and that's what i think that's the best if you're just people in general you gotta be entertaining just being a person you don't want to want like a woman you know you don't want a one dimensional woman who just you know if she's just fine like she can't she cook can't, she can't do shit can't, can't clean cook. yeah like can't manage no money yeah can't yeah ain't you wanna, worth the fuck yeah like you need yeah and don't be people. don't be giving coconut, <laughs> coconut oil for jobs <laughs> No, he said coconut. Hey man, cause uh, man, cause man I'm she, I can't she do can't it. make no good little salsa, man. If she don't got a little homemade salsa recipe yeah, up her sleeve, way. if you can't hook up some goddamn mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, yeah, I, yeah bitch, we, get the hell on. So mac and what I'm are we telling, doing? We wasting time. I'm Looks fade. You. I'm getting older. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm bro. on the porch. <laughs> I swear, bro, <laughs> man. I say, 
Dog, you, you just I can't I can't I can't man oh no bro with the with the chicks see the thing is they work and they get money and they doing their thing man fuck with you and if you your cooking's a little off uh, but bro if you ain't got no money you better be a cooking motherfucker if you ain't got no career you better be cooking some shit man yeah. man I got man I want I want to learn how to cook though I don't know how to cook don't nobody want no dirty little chick man if you can't even clean, yeah like oh man I can't if, I, if shit. your shit look ragged as, if I come over <laughs> your shit look bitch if I don't smell fabuloso for <laughs> even walk in the door you out of there, I swear to God. bro. I swear, bro. I can't, man. As the thing is, bro, like I'm, I'm damn near a clean freak, bro. Like no I, shit. I, I, I got up, man. I got a shower. I shower twice a day. I, my room got to be clean. I smell good. So if I go, man, I don't give a fuck if you live in a damn project. Man, she Keep got, your shit clean, bro. She got church chicken crumbs. Yeah, everywhere. And if I, if I step on a wing, <laughs> and on I'm tripping over your kids' stuff, and you got a little dried up chicken wing, yeah, I ain't fucking with you it. Wrong. I can't, I can't, I can't. You said you wrong. I can't, man. I can't mess with them, bro. My thing is, you can't keep your house clean. You can't keep yourself clean. You know <laughs> and saying? that's the moral of the story. Man, we gonna end it on that note, man. Thank you again. Shout out, appreciate Chingo, you, man. bro. My brother, dog. My appreciate dog, you, man. man. Um, appreciate you, bro. I told him on the way up here. I said, hey, man, this shit's gonna be laid back. We're like. Not anti-radio. We want to be the opposite of radio. Yeah. But I'm going to do some typical radio shit. Tell them where they can find you online. So, <laughs> what's your Instagram handle? Do you have a Twitter? <laughs> you can find so, if someone's never been Twitter to a Dome Man concert, what can they expect? They can expect... Uh, uh, I ain't legend. scared of you, motherfuckers. I ain't, I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Nah, D-O-E-M-A-N-X-D-Y-N-A. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, Pandora, D-O-E-M-A-N. SoundCloud, iTunes, all that shit from my soul to yours out now. That's from my album. soul to yours yeah. out right now. I'm going yeah. to do an intro at the end, and I'm going to make sure to put all that. Oh, yeah. Thanks again, brother, man. man thank I you, appreciate bro. it. Hell, yeah. What did he say, podcast? I'm going to get these mics fixed. Peace. <laughs> 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 El podcast de la raza.